0: Hey guys, welcome back to Right Guys episode five today. Yeah. Hope you all had a good holiday. Yes, yeah, sir. It's the new year. We've just had two holidays. It's now twenty twenty, and we have gonna be talking about the topic 2022. of resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> it is beep. now twenty twenty. Twenty twenty two. And yeah. yeah, so we're, we're back. we're gonna be talking about resolutions. We're gonna be yes. getting into the things that we resolve to do in, in, in the new year, the, the the resolutions that we make as as humans as part of this tradition, but also the resolutions that we tell as parts of our story traditions. The yes. three-act structure, Micah. What yes. is a- re-
1: We're gonna go over different ways to resolve a story. Um, and uh, we are actually hitting up a, the second round of, da-da, da-da, dead words. So get your defibrillators out. You're going to need them here in a minute. Um, and let's see, we go over the writing challenge like always. Yeah. Um, and uh, a new challenge uh, that will also be a modifier later. You'll learn all about that. Yep. The- uh, we're, st- we're, we're about to change the English language. Um, so there's a lot of big important stuff happens in this one. So Keep your keep your tuners set to right guys a clock because we're going to be
0: going hard for about two hours here. <laughs>
1: Perfect. All right, let's get in. Hey, hey, Ben. Hey Micah, we're back.
0: Hey, happy New Year, man! I feel like I haven't existed for three weeks, and all of a sudden I'm <laughs> I'm back for a few moment, a few hours of consciousness. I've awakened for,
1: to reality. Yeah, like I'm inside we, of a TV set. <laughs> I passed out in the bar, and then yeah. I just woke up three weeks later, and it's a whole new year. Mm-hmm. Man, so Christmas just passed, and we taken uh, new down the lights. Yep. Yep, we had to switch it up. You know, you festive becomes tacky if you leave it up too long, Hmm, and we're anything but tacky. When we kick it off, what's on your mind,
0: Ben? Um, Well, between this meeting and our last meeting, um, I've done a lot of writing, and it was sort of like an answer to the initial call that we made when we started this podcast. I mean, um, I've been pursuing creative projects for a couple years and been in various stages of, of being at obstacle points with those projects, whether that's, um, all like writing based creative stuff or more like, like just finding different walls in the, the marketing processes or like the networking processes. But yeah, starting right guys, we really wanted to make writing a priority in our regular lives so that we would be able to take on those creative hurdles uh when whenever they arise and um be more prepared for them in our day-to-day life and i've had sort of my first real testimony experience of um right guys working whatever we're doing every week of um working on my brain to be in the mode that it knows how to write words well it's like Uh i mean there's there's a lot to say about it and i and i mean i i'm gonna try to touch on a lot of it now and if some of it ends up getting sprinkled throughout the episode then then that's what happens but um
1: it's a definite space though you know like the uh that whatever the muscle is that gets you where where you start piecing together the words that, that match yeah. exactly what
0: you're thinking. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, over the last few years, like I've, I've been, <laughs> I've had so many things that I've been like, Oh, that's a, that's a whole, that's a song, like an idea that I have. And I'm like, Oh, that's a, There's a great song in that idea. Oh, that, that, that's a really, in, that's like a, an interesting thought there's a, mm-hmm. there's a verse in that, you know, I, I, I have that thought so often and it's, it's sort of like a cursed reality to live in as a musician who's been in states of writer's block, because I've been like thinking about all these possible things I could do. And then like, when you try to do them, it's like, um, it's like, you just, you're, it's like, how, like you sit yeah. down and you're like, I, now I have this like idea. How do you like wrangle it into a shape and like, yeah. and I, uh, I, now that I've sort of started, like, it was just so crazy. Like I had just like ideas flying at me and it was like, I couldn't write fast enough some, sometimes. And it was like, from, it's like from getting your, there wasn't like something that I could really do to make it happen. Like there was ultimately, it was right, guys, and it was it was working regularly and getting my brain to a point where its latent state is like um, vigilant or ready. It's like about because you can't. What struck me is that the day it was happening, as I was as I was sitting and writing, like, um, I I was just catching things as they were going by me. It was like just waiting and and letting your mind be agile enough that you can let it bend to like have fun and create new things, mm-hmm. but also grab the ones that are good before they get too far. And it's like, I would, I would have like a line or something that would just start going through my head and I'd be like, that's a, a perfect line. And it would be like one of the things that I've been thinking of trying to write for a year now. And I'd be like, that just j- said it. You, I just wrote it. And I guess yeah. it, that's what you have to, you can just say the line you wanted to write. And there it is. <laughs> and I wanted to say this thing and now I just, now I did and it worked. And, and what would happen is like, I would start with a thought and it would be like a, a, a great line or something. And then I have to choose a moment to pull back into reality to try to record the idea. But that will inevitably like yank me out of my communion with mm. the idea. <laughs> yeah. and, and so there was a balance of trying to keep myself in, inundated, like under in like the mm. state of surrender to, to hear as much as I could, but try to judge when would be the moment that I would come back to try to write and get it down it to paper and yeah. like i fell every point on that spectrum i i fell at some point i i i i stopped too soon and i got just a little bit of an idea and maybe sometimes i wasn't able to finish it i i sometimes stopped at the perfect time and just like got an idea just like a full idea out and i was like man maybe i could have gone longer but who knows and sometimes i just went and went and couldn't find the beginning and so just lost the whole thing and yeah. it's like it's it's just such an interesting place because it's, it's not what I think of when, when I normally think about what it's like to write, mm-hmm. um, but looking back at the moments that have been most impactful and, and have been the most important writing moments for me, it's usually some form of this that's happening, whether I'm writing music or words, um, like for a story, like a screenplay or something, I mean, um, mm-hmm. it's like... With music, you you kind of get a more obvious way that those choppier one-liners can can sort of be coming by you. But the one-liners are just sentences. It works the same way with the story where I'll be writing and I'll get up to the end of describing what I knew I was going to say with a paragraph. And then my brain just listens for what sounds right to come next. And Mm. usually there's another type of sentence that comes after. And I just can follow a thread when I'm in that mode. Um, and when my mind is agile enough to be able to create those connections. It's interesting, I was I was um, watching this uh, video on creativity. I think it was from the Netflix, The Mind Explained series. Yeah, so what they said on that show is like there's these two parts of the, the brain that uh, creativity is basically based on how well they're interacting. There's the default mode network and then like the critical thinking network, essentially, which the default mode network is like you could you could imagine as like a a little kid with a bunch of like paint or like a bucket of paint that is just splashing around everywhere. It's just unbound creativity without any logic guiding it in place. And so like Mm. it's the part of your brain that is just making totally random connections um, that may or may not be uh, what you're looking for at all. But uh-huh. it's just things hitting the wall and how effectively this part of your brain is communicating with the critical thinking part of your brain, which is primarily shooting down ideas. Mm. Um, and a lot of people will be better at one of these than the other. But creativity is is the um, the conversation between those two. So it's wow, that's a beautiful way to put it. It makes sense. Yeah, and, and when I think about songwriting is, is one of the most um, obvious ways that it comes up. Like, literally, when I'm writing a song, if I have the, the melody in place, say, it's like... My brain will be like... That was when I was coming up with last summer. Um, My brain will be like... Summer lover, stay for a while. Da-da-da. And it will come up with like other Like, Ooh-a-lo-a, come to my arms. Uh-huh. And it will... Just start doing, and and like half of them will be terrible, yeah. And half of them will be okay. And, oh yeah, <laughs> mine, like,
1: mine, will come out just like gibberish, like yeah. Uh, I'll just know like it'll basically come out as syllables. I'll just know like right. syllables and and like sentence length, and then like maybe maybe I'll hit a verb or or mm-hmm. I mean, I'll hit like a vowel or something like that. Yeah, and and
0: like, and, and more bop, more bop, often bop, than bop, bop, bop,
1: I it, it almost be, always yeah. starts
0: it almost always starts like that and i would say the process of leaving a melody in your brain just to cook it's like i'll have it i'll be meditating on it for like a week and at mm-hmm. that point your brain has sort of it's it's noticed all the patterns around this melody line and it's noticed the inflection points and my brain will have these subconscious words that fit well on certain parts mm-hmm. and so when i start just like trying to synthesize a line, I'll just find words coming out that are like, oh, that really fits that dip of that mm-hmm. part of that melody. Um, and it's like uh, that is totally just based on how long I've been practicing on a particular song. Mm. Um,
1: and then I, I gotta say that that's the first time that I've heard I've heard that process articulated so well. That's exactly how I feel and, and how like you like cooking an idea. Like that's how, that, that's how, that's, that's how I write songs. That's how I write stories. Like I'll have an idea for a story. I'm like, Ooh, I like that idea. And then I put it on the stove and then I go about my day or I'm driving or something. And then I'll like, I'll check back in with it every once in a while. And then every once in a while, like there will be something cool there that I'm like, Oh, I want to keep that. Yeah. And then I'll kind of go over it again. And when I actually sit down to do chair time, it's after probably about a week of cooking. And then I'm like, okay. But what I want to do is, ho- and and what hopefully right guys is is leading us to, is where, you know, as as the quote, I mean, we kick this thing off with that, uh, inspiration doesn't write books, chair time does. Like getting to where chair time is just like like the two are happening at the same time, you know. Uh, but that yeah. Sorry, to cut you off. But that was just that excites me. Yeah. To hear it said that way. It makes yeah. Sense. No.
0: That it, it, and
1: it's been it's just been
0: really cool being in that place to be able to get those things like more effectively and, and let that communication process happen. And it's like, it, it's so dude, like, I, I don't know. One of, one of the things I've been really struggling with for a while in, in songwriting is I'll be able to come up with the first, a first line, like, um, like, like the, the first line to start a chorus. I think is the easiest thing to write. It just always sounds so cool. It's like, <laughs> I, so like I'll I'll have these ones like um If I could know oh, oh ah, the time we share would make me a richer man would make me a better man. And I didn't really know what to do after like the oh because oh, oh, ah, that's such like a fun little part. Yeah. And the part after is. that just kinda of rambles and stays the same. And then after that my brain was just trying to repeat it. And I'm like, uh, songs flow, they, they do like cool things from one part to the next. And I always, if I just have one cool thing, I try to like, the second part has to somehow at least deliver on the pattern that was set up. And it can be really hard to find a way to switch up the rhythm, but still do that in a satisfying way. And it's like my brain often just creates these very simple repeated patterns. I have started figuring out how to switch up, I think, the pattern of lines, like how to truly find like a flow that changes. And for me, with this most recent song, um, it was about just focusing on saying what I want to say and trying to let the rhythm be the thing that is like catching up and making things work. Like, I would normally go rhythm first and, like, just write around the melody line and the rhythm line. But what I started doing was just, like, because there were these lines and ideas that were coming out of me that were things I really wanted to say and wanted to be saying, I would, like, after I was struggling with trying to fit a verse or a line together for a while, I would just drop it and be like, okay, let's not just try to rubric this thing and, like, find the right syllables to mathematically fit here. Let's just say the sentence in the most clear way mm-hmm. and then see how the rest of the music would have to play around that to mm-hmm. work and it's just like this stuff just started like flowing out like like mm-hmm. the and the the different like melodies and things that were coming out of it were exactly what i was looking for mm-hmm. it was just like um like so that that one i could do I figured out where it would go after. Uh, if I could know, oh, oh, all the time we shared would make me a richer man, would make me a better man, then I would throw, oh, oh, all my caution to the wind, and I could be better right now before I let it go to shit. So yeah. it like changes up, right? Yeah. Like there's there's a totally different place that it goes. Finding that that way to has been super. Uh, it, it has honestly helped all my processes so much. I've been going back. I've been adding to old songs like that that I've that of course I've had for like probably five years almost, mm-hmm. just like in the pocket, just not knowing what to do with it. Yeah. But so I'm going back to things like that the new stuff I've been, I've been writing has been really cool. Just being able to write words and the lines are making sense and the, the flow is, is switching up and
1: so yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, it's interesting that, uh, hearing you talk about it because the way that I fell into songwriting initially, And for the first, like, couple albums of of O Sleeper's career was, like, writing blocks. I'd have a big big old writing block. And then I'd pretty much just lay it over the song. And that's why there's a lot of, uh, especially on earlier albums, there's a lot of very linear songs where, like, nothing repeats or, uh, like, weird weird syllable structures and, and fitting words in, like, like kind of dancing around the rhythms and stuff like that, because I was pretty much just taking a clear idea exactly what I wanted to say. And then just, just morphing it into a way where it would fit onto the song. Well, then there ends up being a lot of leftover writing that doesn't make it into the song because I'll have to go in and trim and everything like that. Uh, kind of like deducing your song down with a word count. Like you, you write your whole idea out and then as you try to fit it into the word count, it kind of turns into some it loses some flares, but it also gains some punch. Um but uh now on the on the past two albums or past three albums, I've progressively gotten more and more to what would be what I you know I think about as more efficient songwriting where I don't really have anything left over. I'm only writing exactly what's going to go there and what's going to fit. But it's also started to create a lot of writer's block for me because I've mm. now started to rest totally on what is gonna sound good in this song rather than what am I trying to say in this song. Yeah. And I'm really trying to get back to uh, a more authentic writing space, a more raw and authentic writing space where I'm not thinking about, okay, this is gonna be a really heavy song that's gotta it's gotta pick up on this part that's gonna be like bah, 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 bah. and then I gotta have a badass yeah. part right here. And then I need a soaring chorus and it's like i want to throw all that out the window i just I want can free up my imagine creativity
0: writing music with other people <laughs> oh, it- <laughs> it sounds- <laughs> like because it- i'll start a song and it's just like i think it's like a sad love song and then like halfway through there's just like an intense like ang like anger chorus and then like a Uh different kind of bridge and it's like this is not the song that it was supposed to be at all but i can just be happy changing that up in any way i want on the fly i can't imagine having other like preferences to work around in terms of just the vibe of the song in general like
1: right it's crazy that that helps like uh like shane and i are are musical writing buddies and And over the years have settled into our roles there to where now it's like our, our individual spaces feel totally our own. Um, and if I got to switch something up, then, uh, it's rare that we switch it up on each other. But if he says like, Hey, I really think it should go this way. I don't even question it anymore. I'm like, okay, we'll we'll figure it out.
0: That makes sense. That Um, makes sense. It would work out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that, what I wanted to say was, uh, that's a good exercise of of breaking writer's block, and I think that in priming that uh, that that conversation mechanism in your head for your creativity, uh, to sh- switch it up every once in a while, and like 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 if if you always write like in block form and then just kind of work your idea over the song a song idea, then switch it and and write. Right, exactly, precisely to the to the song idea, and and then switch back. Um, but like, uh, I think obviously the most the most effective way would be able to 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 is when you find the sweet zone between the two. Your unhint your idea and message is unhindered, but at the same time you're very efficient in your writing, and 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 your brain is grabbing just what's gonna fit into those puzzle pieces from this pool of of focused. Um, uh of of focused message you know so so that 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 kid with the paint bucket is very specific on the on the at least a few colors that he's throwing against the wall yeah Uh, yeah yeah. and that that's an interesting way to describe it because that is like
0: like in in the past i've had different levels of of efficiency of of being able to, to handle that process, writing something that is immediately fitting the tone or whether it's going to have to be edited down from my raw experience. And, and that, that was one of the things that was so crazy about this time. Like, like hearing you talk about it like that, like it, it was the kid being really efficient with the paint, like, like those ideas that were coming to me, like this past week, it was just like, it would be a whole, uh, I would just go through like three lines and there's like, we would just be perfect lines in the the rhythm of the song, but it's just like exactly what I wanted to say in the most simple, just like wording. Yes. It's like, yeah, getting to that place. And I mean, like to, to be honest, like I, that was, so that was one night that I was supposed to be writing my story for this podcast I was supposed to be writing my challenge and I just ended up procrastinating from 10 PM to 6 AM, just writing like with, with a Word document open, just sitting nice. at my desk right here at just off the night, just waiting for ideas to come to me so that I could try to grab them. And like, that's so cool. It happened. And like, I knew that something special was happening that night and since then i haven't had another time totally like that i've had i've been trying to finish the song and obviously the, the refining portion that like I, I i got out a bunch of raw material that night and since then i've just been trying to fit in the last few pieces which is always going to be the hardest part because it's like yeah the rest of the puzzle is so certain at this point and like the pieces needed are very specific exactly and and so it's it's sort of finally come out of the place where i can really just write what i want to write and it's like i have to connect the dots from a to b to get this chorus to get this verse to this pre-chorus and for it to make sense yeah so that i have to do something specific and so now i have all these little like real little puzzle challenges with it that i've been i've been working on and i mean hope so i am hoping to
1: uh have the song finished and recorded and released
0: in January.
1: Oh man, hell yeah, it's coming up. Well, dude, yeah. I want to I want to A, I, I want to congratulate you and uh for and or applaud you for putting down uh the right guys challenge and hopping over to something else cuz that and and, and I want to encourage everybody to do that. If you have a project you're working on and you're getting like uh and you start getting ideas for it while you're working on a, on a, a challenge for this hop over to it. Cause the whole point of this is to get you is to get those juices flowing on your other projects, like right here so that you can write over there. And then as soon as that inspiration comes hop on it. Yeah. And,
0: and that's it, awesome. And for me, it's like a lot of the times procrastinating really helps. Like the fact that there was something that I was avoiding doing, <laughs> made it so much easier for me to stay focused on what I was doing that night. Yeah. Like, knowing you're, that there was you're something doing it for a purpose kind of you're <laughs> well, <not> just... <laughs> knowing that there's something that I'm getting out of that I'm not do- like, it's like if I, if I just were to stop, then there's this other pressing thing that I have to do. So I can't really yeah. just stop. <laughs> yeah. I can like, th- I have an excuse to keep going. Kind
1: of. <laughs> I hear that, man. The, uh, The way that you're talking about that song right now and those last little puzzle pieces is how I felt about the entire new O Sleeper album. Like, I have not known... Like, like the puzzle pieces of an album for us is so freaking specific now. Uh, When you talk about linking multiple albums together in concept and everything and are you talking about very, one that you're writing right now or the last one that was released no the one that i'm writing right yeah, now okay that we're writing right now um there's i've been a bottleneck in it because it's this the story is so specific and the characters are so specific and certain things in the last album happen to those characters that you can't come back from mm-hmm. um and so it's like, how do I, I know that I want to continue the concept. I know that I want this next album to be a continuation of, you know, Titan EP to bloody dumb bow to this in, and probably maybe this will end in that concept just like uh children of fire did for some of the morning. Um, but uh, now the other, the other big piece is, so I've got this, this, this story that's got to continue. And I, I kind of, I'm trying, I'm looking at like Sanderson and his avalanches and stuff. and like, how did he, I made these huge moments on that album. That I'm very proud of, but now I need to make bigger moments and different moments, you know, on this one that at the same time sticking, I really want to be true to, um, what writing this music is to me, which is a huge outlet and a way for me to know myself better and a way for me to get, um, my heart onto paper so that i can know it better and i can it, 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 there's huge closure to these songs whenever i finish them mm-hmm. because i have so much of myself tied into it and since we released bloody dumb bowed life has been absolutely crazy and so different than anything i'm used to and mm-hmm. there's been so many life events like i feel like i've lived like 10 years in the past three years and yeah. it's like how do i stay true to, i want to be true to that but i need to look, i need to fit that over a very specific storyline with characters i don't even know yet like what's it so it's just been like i feel like i'm at that puzzle piece moment but uh ultimately what i feel like i need to do is is kind of in, in the way we were talking about like like you get you get you get caught up on on trying to match your rhythms with your melodies and what's gonna be the perfect word for this and the coolest way to say this. When it's like maybe you should just forget all that and just write what's on your heart. Yeah. And then and that's that's kind of where I'm at right now, and that's what's kinda of started to get juices flowing again. I'm like, okay, what if I didn't what if I didn't match anything? Let me just start let me just get writing, let me get out what I need to see, and then maybe when I'm looking at it, it will look like a character that Yeah, I would, would say,
0: say. Start start saying what you want to say and see if the variables you have to change around that to make it work don't end up being the variables you had to change anyway because
1: they uh, were Yeah, very true. Like, I'm, I'm hooked up on this one song. I think Shane sent it to me two or three years ago now. Uh, maybe two years. Uh, give myself a little bit of credit. But um, he's going to text me tomorrow or something whenever he hears this. And he's going to be like, it was been three years, dude. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I I I got it. I loved it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so sick. And then I immediately thought of, like, the most badass one-liner for, like, for the breakdown, for, like, the part, right? And and, it, and I've, I've written songs like this before, um, like, for example, Vices Like Vipers. The first thing I thought about in that song was the title. The second thing I thought about was the, the second idea I had for it was, Bomp, bomp, when I am God, bomp. This church is on bah, bah, when I am God, and I did that. I was I was in traffic, like drumming on my on my steering wheel when I did, and then I was like, okay, that's sick. That's gonna be it. What the hell is this song? It's vices like vipers. When I am God, this church is unsound. Those are the two puzzle pieces I had that I knew I wanted to keep. So then I had to write a song around that that made both of those ideas make sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh like i i came up with this this i came up with a song name and the first and the and the main breakdown in this one same exact way as as vices like vipers and i've been sitting on them for two years because i'm like i don't know what this song's about i don't know how it's gonna what story does this follow how does this relate to me like but it's gotta be this (laughs)
0: yeah oh man that's awesome no it's so crazy hearing you talk because not only is vice like viper's like so iconic in my life but also like that is so that's like exactly how i write and something that has happened to me
1: really yeah so it's so just, you you think about those one-liners like uh dude oh like, yeah oh, no that's how, how do i how do how i
0: start pretty much every song that i've written is like mm. just a one-liner and then like oh you, yeah i so it's what i've actually described before on right guys it's it's sort of my art process with everything like drawing whether it's writing a song writing a book like it's starting with i just have one idea that i think is really cool and i just mm-hmm. start in the middle and so yep. with a song usually it's just like uh, i have a like a hook that would come at the end of a chorus so like i said before the beginning of a chorus line i usually think it's easiest to come up with usually it's something in a chorus whether yeah. Whether the, the, the iconic hook thing is sort of like the post-chorus or right at the beginning, whatever that is, comes to my head. And then I'm like, I have to build a song around this idea. Yeah, And then the whole song gets built around it. Like this one, I, I came up Your roots are too deep in me. When I was like a kid, and I was like, that's a good little... Line that's good song. that's got some weight to it and like what's going so on just, there yeah it's just at the end of a chorus and like so it's just like i built the chorus to end on that like i thought backwards lines that would like lead to that one yeah time. dude I, i'm
1: that i that is my process 100 start yeah. out in the middle and then i build left to right like i rarely write the very first opening lines of a song it, like i oh like yeah that's no i normally write the first verse at the end, uh or like the opening, whatever, like like whenever I'm finished, I'm like, okay, so how would what would make most sense to, to write this? I'm almost it's o-
0: almost always like the second line of something. I'll be in the middle, like when I was doing the Ballad of Bax and Reed and the Drowned Quartet for the Titanic story. Yeah, oh, I was just writing track. a random part, and and it it was it was just like what better end to two best friends and soundtracking their doom, which is like a random line there. Then I was just like, and I stopped and I went back and I was like, that line is the main thing in the whole whole poem. We're building up to that line the whole time. So like, I just took that from where it was and like stuck it at the end. Yeah. (laughs) And, and it was like that for a few lines and that, that happens like, to me constantly with, with everything that I do, I'll find like some, the nugget part and have to put it at the, the center.
1: Dude. the it, and, and do you face, do you, do you run into this too? Where like, say like on a first verse, you're like, God, that's first verse bangs. Like this thing is sick. Like it just goes so perfectly. And you get to second verse and you're like, I'm not going to top that, but it does, it would not make sense for there to be a verse before that either. Like, yeah, kind <laughs> like of, that. I'm that kind of they just that problem slam my into my the memory. writing brock. I kind block of had wall. that
0: problem with the, my current song, like the one that I that just kind of flowed out of me. It's like I feel like the first verse might be more devastating than the others, mm. and it's like does it just get like less intense as the song goes on? It just like becomes more mid. Like that's not yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like no. it, like it needs to, to go up and you need, you yeah, need go, I've had like, to find fall. ways to like create that emotional weight or balance it throughout the song mm. yeah oh man it's just just in the lab dude yeah at that workbench, it's work it it's, it's it's really fun to be like back at it and feel like i'm successfully like creating things because yeah. like, then it's it's that but then like i said also being able to go back to all these old songs and like it's mainly that one problem i was having dude that the problem of of changing up flow from line one to line two or line two to line three or whatever it is. Like that moment where in, I would identify so often in my music, the line would sort of just start like repeating a motif or it would become very stale where it's like, Oh, you can tell it's, it's really now just, just trailing off in patterns based on what happened before. Mm -hmm. Um, and like it stops kind of introducing new ideas and, and just the epiphanies around that. I mean like there was the one epiphanies, epiphany about just writing what's on your mind another one was um rhyming in in unpredictable places like find words that rhyme that you can put right next to each other like Mm -hmm. or find words that are only two words apart or like create your own rhythm of doing like three syllables that kind of rhyme and then waiting three syllables then doing three syllables that kind of rhyme again like you think of rhymes just as ABAB a, B, the last word of each line but really rhyming is just patterns. Mm-hmm. So it's like a word being at the end of the line is a given pattern and you could really put in random rhymes throughout and it might not feel like rhyming if it's not in any particular pattern that that makes sense to the, to the ear. But like if you can find any and and if even if you put them in randomly a lot of the times it will happen randomly that there's some mm-hmm. pattern in
1: there. And well, now now the uh like, or not, not now. But um, also, pronunciation can be your rhyme. Like that's that's something that that I, I find a lot and I flirt with a lot when going with like the lyric block idea that you just morph over the yeah. over the song, where it's like you get to an end and like two words that don't rhyme at all, but you just kind of make them rhyme. You, but you also totally... like like in in like in pop and hip hop and uh, like that can like like a like, like saying a word to rhyme a way that it doesn't can end up being like the catchiest part of the song like it sticks yeah. in your mind it's fun it like it sparks you for some reason and then it it, it also has an opportunity to turn into like a new slang mm-hmm. you know you're kind of like inventing yeah which is fun
0: yeah and and this And this isn't only just to say like, oh, there are ways to to get around having to do like A, B, A, B rhymes. This is like, this can like, the the way this helps me is like this uh, actually creates new like melodies and rhythms. Because once you start, it's like you, so sometimes you hear rappers flow and you, I wonder like, why does it sound like it has flow if they're, Hitting every sixteenth note, like mm, if they're just yeah. rapping on, got to be the one to bite the bullet. I'm sinner, but I bet it could have been a better man. Then that's just syllable, syllable, syllable. It's just one after right. the other. But there is a pattern, and that's oh, yeah. built by the rhyme scheme, the letter scheme, the consonants, like the way that the the words are hitting, but mainly the rhymes. Yeah, and how like,
1: how they push, pull, how they wait, how they exactly go in. Like different like, different, different vowels them different. have
0: different feel stems, like the deeper vowels having different rhyme feel than the lighter ones. And like so so really playing with that and like when when they do it in rap, it becomes incredibly technical with the, mm-hmm. the level of patterns that start to emerge between the words. And so I've started writing in a way that's a lot less um, reliant on an A B A B end of end of line rhyme structure, and just try to just be rhyming inside of lines constantly. It also takes off a lot of times the pressure yeah. to build those longer form rhymes at all because you're actually your brain's not necessarily waiting for those to even line up if it's seeing I think smaller the,
1: patterns. And I think the A B A B is always going to be the low fruit that your 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 brain is procking. So if you get used to just just always always like jumping on, like twisting new rhymes in there and everything like that. Those, those ABABs are going to be there for you to grab. uh, Cause they're going to be forming while, while you're
0: working on it. Yeah. And that was, and, and to, to tie it up, that was just like the, that, that helped me to start building new rhythm patterns, like really well, more like a, a lot more than I would have been able to do just doing AABB B, um, where that, is priming you to then be really continuing a particular meter um because you want to you want to hit those those moments where the patterns are aligning so you want the meter to be the same or else it sounds discombobulated but but when you have more technical uh flow and and rhymes happening mid-sentence you just get so many cool sounding rhythms come off of that that like i made the point before with when a rapper hits every 16th note it's like it could be so similar but just having this slight accents in different places just ends Mm -hmm. up creating a different rhythm. That's just much more interesting musically. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: Very cool. Well, what has been on my mind uh, is actually uh, part of the topic that we talked about doing today, which is resolutions. Um, So obviously new year's resolution Um, and uh, what, my uh, actually Shane's Shane's wife was a person who uh, Allie was a person who introduced this idea to me. Um, God, it's been years now, but she was like, "Yeah, I don't I don't uh, do New Year's resolutions. I pick a word that I apply to everything I do that. I want to apply to everything I do in the next year. And that, I was like, oh, I like that a lot. Um, so I started practicing that and it has been hugely um, impactful on my life. Uh, like for example, one year I, I, I chose forward as my as my word, and I just wanted to push everything that was going on in my life forward. I felt like I had been stagnant. I just want to go forward. So I proposed to my wife. I bought. I moved out of the house I was living in. Bought my first house. Uh, you know, like uh, made made just a bunch of big moves. Uh, but I was thinking, I was like forward, forward, forward. Uh, then like, uh, last year was present. I wanted to really focus on being present and I got into meditation, um, here and there. I, I books that I chose were about being more present. Um, and I tried to be more, um, just present in social scenes too, and, and, and eliminate things that are, that are distracting to me that keep me, uh, removed. But this year, uh, I decided my my word this year is intentional. Um, mm-hmm. I want everything. that I, I feel... Um, I've been feeling a bit adrift. Um, and uh, I, I want... And I have a lot of very special things on my plate that projects that are very dear to my heart and uh, this being one of them. But uh, in order for me to bring the attention that they all deserve i need to be very intentional with my time so um and like if i'm gonna do something be there for it uh prep for it like e- even and it's already started to 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 sink into my my days like I, like even going into work which um you know my my nine to five as it were is, is commercial construction so Uh, like, uh, I'm I'm in an office, you know, running projects and stuff like that. Um, I can very, it's very easy for me to, it's so far from who I am and from anything that I would have chosen. Um, I I just kind of found myself there that it's really easy for me to just kind of turn myself off and then just go into like worker admin mode. And I don't ever want to live that way. Like I, I, I would never want to die on a day that I was doing that. (laughs) because <laughs> i wouldn't be being me um and so thinking about like like i was thinking about when i was walking in I, I walked into my office today sat down and i was like intentional how can i be intentional with this time at the office right now and okay um but, and it just it just kind of brought me into the moment really well and thinking about uh sitting down for this you know um like just like how can i be intentional on in this and I, and i I took extra time to, to read, read submissions to read my story just a couple times over. So it wasn't like I was reading it for the first time while we go over it. So <laughs> I feel more present and I'm not just like, cause I have, I have dyslexia <laughs> and so it's very hard for me to read just something for the first time. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so I, I, I want to be intentional with my friendships. Um, I am a social butterfly, so I will spend all of my time hanging out with uh like a million different friend groups and not water the ones that mean the most to me uh, and so i want to be intentional with the time i want to be intentional with my with with my marriage and um time spent with my wife and uh yeah so i've been that's been on my mind lately is how to be more intentional um, with everything I'm doing, whether That's it's cool. something small or cleaning, like cleaning the garage yesterday, like I was, I want to be intentional with this. I don't want to just try to burn through it. Like I mm-hmm. want to be here. Let me put some thought into this. Yeah, my word would be smash it. Smash it. <laughs> would you like to be more of a smash it or less of a smash it? Just, like I would prefer about it if word. you had toned down the smash. <laughs> this
0: Smash it knob needs to get. <laughs> how,
1: well, how many years have you been doing that though? okay so eight years nine uh them? yeah eight years can you name them all i can't i i, I, I not off the top of my head i could if like, i like give me a really couple there. others
0: that you've gone with
1: okay so there was forward create um uh there uh present um i said uh one of them oh production was one where i had a lot of ideas Mm. but i wasn't putting in any (laughs) any chair time yeah uh, so to speak on any of them and i was like okay i've done the idea side of this i need to do some production i need to like actually get in and do the nitty gritty on everything and i thought about that like i said applying this not just to writing but applying this to everything in your life um like thinking of a word that would fit well and get you where you want to be yeah next year um but yeah those are just a, a few of them off the top of my head
0: yeah it's interesting i've i've i'll have i, w- I want to try to think of
1: one i might yeah. try to think of
0: one by next episode we'll see have you had idea. any
1: oh yeah good, we'll, we'll give uh, ali those props good idea oh, yeah, thank for you sure. change my life props to ali we, <laughs> we love you ali we love you ali um
0: I don't, I've never liked New Year's resolutions though. I've never, never participated. (laughs) I mean, like, I don't, it's just something I don't believe in. Like I straight up, like, no, that, that, (laughs) that ever just saying something is a resolution is really meaningful. Like if it's a resolution, I don't need to say it. Oh, okay. I see. It's just like... Well, so you
1: have resolutions. Well, like just, who doesn't? They're, they're, like, yeah, I'm a
0: living you. being. I have things yeah. I've decided on. That's <laughs> why so you can't not believe in resolutions. Yeah, <laughs> like you yeah, just yeah. have them. You exist. Yeah. I, but I don't... But as a concept, like to think of... When I when I interrogate whether a, a New Year's resolution would be a helpful thing for me, I oftentimes come up totally blank on like... Hmm. I i like i don't think that that variable or that factor has literally any weight of whether or not on a holiday i said it aloud
1: oh no to me it it doesn't (laughs) yeah that's just a kind of like a focusing point for for me at least i i get excited about well i get excited about tradition anyway but um but like thinking about like oh new year's is coming up I haven't thought about what my, what my resolution is going to be. And then like for the next two weeks, I'll, I'll really focus about what have I learned in life this year? And what do I want to take with me? What do I not want to take with me? Uh, what do I want 2022 to look like? And that's, it's a really good, like, it's a good practice for me, at least like just being intentionally, ah, uh, reflective. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, uh, I, I mean, you've mentioned a couple to me. Uh, where I mean, I guess resolution in this sense could be goal. Uh, you know, that they're, they're often used in the same way. It's really but just
0: you, the idea of
1: it being New
0: Year's resolution. Like the fact that, like, I if you I don't have, pop
1: champagne, it doesn't happen.
0: I have, I have <laughs> resolutions. Like, I've, like, when we were hanging out, I know I had a resolution that I was going to record one of my songs really soon when, when I got home from t- our yeah. time in Texas. And I did, like, that was like a resolution that my mind was on and it worked and it wasn't like, I, I, I think that the idea that, that every year you should be resolving to change in some way, I, I take issue with that as well. Like I mm-hmm. get like everyone maybe should try to grow but like i i don't think that there should be an expectation that a, i don't know. anyway it's just a way to, it's just another thing for me to complain about it's literally just <laughs> me trying to find trying to find something that everyone likes so that i cannot like it and then and everyone, then likes, everyone, this whole, like, yeah. everyone likes this
1: whole like everyone likes the whole like bettering themselves but i don't know if everyone I needs to try to, to find but... the
0: most convoluted way to disagree with the concept <laughs> overall that i can <laughs> this is—it's quite like no a segment goals, that we,
1: no revelations, no anything.
0: It's quite like a segment that we workshopped when we were initially coming up with segments. Pointless argument.
1: Oh yeah, I still want to do that. It's, I feel the, like the, this
0: is a good candidate for a pointless this is argument. A good <laughs> Self-growth,
1: nah, nah. I don't know. I don't really see the point in it. <laughs> Achieving goals. Not but I'm just
0: saying it. doing it on the holiday is no, public, no, which is dumb to say I'm making okay, a dumb. Yes. Over...
1: It's because the next year is about to start. That's why you do it is you're like, like, okay, <laughs> it's about to start. <laughs> Literally tomorrow is real. the next year, <laughs> but years aren't real. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, what we wanted to, um, obviously I have a very deep, um, resolution Ben has none he's strongly against them Uh, he doesn't want to do anything or grow at all this year no goals hashtag um but what we were talking about uh when getting ready for this episode was how you know resolution it definitely ties into storytelling because your story is going to resolve and uh different ways to resolve a story and I just kind of wanted to kick the ball back and forth with you on that uh for a second
0: it's it's for me, it's exactly the same. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I like when a story stories
1: in. Mm, do they have to? I don't know. No, don't dude. Know.
0: Dude, <laughs> you look at the three act structure. I'm actually being serious. Okay, let's go. I have you. You've seen Top Gun? I, I I'm an American, so yes. <laughs> I actually don't know if I have. That's the one where he's in an airplane, right?
1: It's yeah, dog dogfighting yeah, movie? Okay, yeah, I have seen it. I, the, the perfect description for uh, Top Gun is, he's in an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> At the end of the movie,
0: there's like this 15 minute <laughs> montage of him basically being cheered on while he shakes everyone's hand in America. <laughs> it's like, it's just this like, this, it's the most like masturbatory, like the hero has completed his mission and now it accolades.
1: Yes, and lay it on and, him.
0: and peaceful times of of merriment and and <laughs> look how heroic right. and it was it and and it to me is like the the most quintessential example of what I hate about resolutions mm. where it's like just the most obvious thing where like you just and you just feel like you're not even watching anything anymore mm and it's the there's victory music. Lap. There's like, a, there's like, a like why back. have a
1: victory lap type thing yeah because that's pretty much what it is that in that in that regard
0: yeah exactly like t- totally there are times that resolutions provide new information shed shed light on a character or a situation there are resolutions that have twists and and that t- that doesn't necessarily break the formula that's still a resolution and, but well I got a
1: question for you so in the in the same vein as Top Gun, um and like the the in sequence which i haven't seen in a long time right? and that's vaguely familiar i'm take your word for it but um uh, like let's say like lord of the rings for example when it ends and you've got like hobbits mm-hmm. jumping into bed and having a pillow fight and everything and like you know they they get zooms out and and aragorn is king and all that and and like it, it it's all of that is the same thing yeah. it's just a victory lap like yeah. the story's over yeah it's just kind of letting you know it's kind of letting you have that breath of like oh we did it yeah i mean do, do you like do you like it in that sense or look do you think it's, it's not like, necessary at all
0: here's what i'll say a resolution like it's still a a part of the world and story and any part of a story can be satisfying to readers who are enjoying the world that they're in. And it's sort totally of like to me, Lord of the Rings is like, you just set me up on like a 10 hour intense like roller coaster with like the most extreme depths of like moral quandary, violence, like extreme situations around different like, um, different like uh lands coming together different like entire people groups coming together and chat like the whole world is like broken and and yeah. put together and so like to me on the scope of that um getting dropped into like a 20 minute like oh this is how it wrapped up it it to me in lord of the rings it feels almost necessary and like um, it doesn't bother me at all because I'm so in love with the world and characters at that point mm-hmm. that I'm just like loving living in it and okay, being yeah. there. Like, like it's 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 it is like that same thing where it's almost like masturbatory of like you feel like they're they're just really like drawing out because like they really want their thing to end, but it's like they get to do that like they yeah. get it like <laughs> like well, a, like any masterpiece can masturbate right that's part of yeah. the saying that's why <laughs> well
1: yeah i guess you want to see a masterpiece masturbate, <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> like exactly though like
0: like yeah. you want to see lord of the rings doing whatever it wants to do for as long as it wants to do it it's like and, well, i and think s-
1: i think the i think the point there which i totally agree on is that victory lapse should be earned Oh um, yeah. Yeah. You have to actually achieve victory. Then you get to have a lap <laughs> and that, that man, that's, that's fun to like, to think about like, uh, to, to unpack further even, yeah. uh, of, of like, well, how do you earn a victory lap? What What's the, what's the least you could do to earn a victory totally. lap? That is know? now my new rubric
0: for story writing is, did I earn a resolution? And if yeah. not, then the story's not good enough. <laughs> Did yeah. I take a lap? Can I take no, a that, lap? Yeah. I feel like that is very apt. That's cool. I like that a lot too. And it's, God, it pulls me my, my own writing into so much question because I always feel resolutions would be so dumb. Mm. Like, I so often end stories just that, like, the climax gets the most intense part, the big thing happens, and then, like, you, you just see, like, you, like, like, there'll be, like, you see how it shakes out, but it's not like a whole part. Mm hmm it's
1: well so in in this uh, you know it seems like we're talking mainly about uh a, like story endings th- th- that uh do resolve completely but really like like resolving a story uh or just just story endings in general there's a ton of different ways to do it and um i was like uh like just to just a just to toss them back and forth, I, I went on uh, the uh, Masterclass website and was checking out their creative writing stuff on there. And uh, I grabbed a few that I'd like to share. Mm. Um, yeah, so a resolved ending is, is basically what we were talking about. And that's like, um, the way that they described it on there, they said, a resolved ending leaves the reader with no lingering questions or loose ends. A resolved ending is part of most classic fairy tales And they lived happily ever after, but also of countless classic novels consider the ending of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, a classic literary fiction and the inspiration for countless romance novels. At the end of the book, Elizabeth Bennett and Mr. Darcy marry and we're led to believe that their marriage will be long and happy. Um, So uh, what matters most is in a resolved ending is that all of the threads of the novel have been clearly and satisfyingly resolved. And that's like, that honestly is like my least favorite. Uh, like a resolved ending, but uh, anywhere in in this in in the world of creativity, uh, whether it be like genres of music or something like that, whenever I find something that I'm like, ah, oh, it's my least favorite, it's because I don't understand it that much, <laughs> and I, and it just yeah. means I should focus on it and maybe try it. To, to me, that
0: variable, I th- I I totally. I I I both like and dislike stories like that. Like it's like I that that's like uh you can totally to me do that either way really well with a resolution. Yeah. I'm
1: I'm yeah. But go on. Okay. But. So uh the counterpart to that we've got an unresolved ending, mm-hmm. and uh they describe this one and this this is one of my favorites. Um, uh, but uh sometimes the end is is not really the end. That's the case with an unresolved ending. This is the kind of ending that leaves the reader with more questions than answers. Ending on a cliffhanger has the potential to be a frustrating experience, but that frustration can also be satisfying if the story calls for it. Unresolved endings are popular choices for book series um, because it leads the reader to the next book. For example, unresolved endings are common devices used in Harry Potter. You know, um, but also unresolved endings are like I, I, I was reading on Unresolved Endings um and they were talking about uh the movie Drive. Are you uh, are you familiar with it? I did
0: see it once. Don't well, remember it, exactly, but
1: it did it. I I liked it a lot. Like I like I like endings that I'm like, wait, what the and then I have to just kinda like I think about it for a few days and then see like what makes sense to me. But it's very ambiguous. Like he gets and spoiler alert, skip 15 seconds or 30 seconds on the podcast if you haven't seen it but uh he gets pretty messed up and then drives off and you don't there's all this stuff that you don't know what happened but the way and the dramatic like how dramatic it is and everything and and the artfulness of the film i think makes it work um where it doesn't feel like he almost feels like to me a like a comic book character that shouldn't be able to die um and so, like, him kind of riding off in the sunset injured makes sense because it's like, okay, he got away. Did he? Sure, he did. He had to have. I don't know, though. You know, like, mm-hmm. kind of not showing his more immortality makes all the scenes before it more important. Mm-hmm. But giving a glimpse of, oh, maybe he's still alive, and then it's like, well, shit, he can get through anything kind of makes the story even more, like, crazy i don't know it's kind of that final nail in the coffin yeah that was cool um to breeze through uh uh the other the other ones on here it said uh so then you've got your expanded endings and expanded ending often takes the form of an epilogue as the name implies it expands the world of the story beyond the events of the narrative itself that usually involves a jump forward in time and occasionally a change in perspective as well um then you've got uh, an unexpected ending, surprise ending, um, is one the reader likely didn't see coming. Uh, twist ending can uh, can be earth-shattering or clever and subtle. The trick of pulling off a great surprise is that it should seem inevitable in hindsight. Um, very few readers are likely to be on board for an ending that seems to truly come from nowhere. But if the ending makes sense, they're more likely to appreciate the subtle machinations and plot twists it took to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, in this, so it it mentioned a really cool uh, mechanic that I've never had a word for. And it goes on, um, it says, a good ending avoids deus ex machina. Mm. Um, Have you ever heard that expression for writing? Yeah. Okay, I, I know what it means, but I never heard it in this sense. But it says, a Latin expression meaning God from a machine. In the context of fiction, a deus ex machina is a heavy-handed device that abruptly and definitively resolves all the story's problems in a way that doesn't feel natural to the story. Uh, so, like, like, for instance, a previously unknown rich uncle appearing from nowhere to give the poor striving protagonist a vast fortune may certainly be a surprise but it's not likely to satisfy the reader. Um, we as love- writers,
0: we know oh, these sorry. moments where we write ourselves into corners trying to, knowing like, oh, I'm, I'm going to see how my character is going to get out of this one, you know? Yeah. You surround him with guards. He's got nothing in his pockets. He's just getting more and more dire, like backs against the wall. And then you get there, then you're like, I I thought I was going to be able to think of a way out, <laughs> but actually... I can't and your brain will start to try to come or... up with like these fake solutions. That's deus ex machina. It's like mm. that all those solutions that are like totally unearned that you did not set up. They're mm. not something that is can be there. Your character can achieve them. There's no real satisfying way for them to feel earned. It's just something to get you out of a situation or like to save you.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love that there's a word for that and I love that it's deus ex machina and I, I, I think it works so well. But uh, yeah, it's this de- it's this device, this, this yeah. literary device that um, it is. It, it, it's, it can be very tempting and you can get in, in personality types like mine and yours uh, for anybody who's on the Enneagram uh, where you're talking to a seven and a three here. Um, it's very easy for me to think that my ideas are incredible. even if they're the far-fetched ones that i'm like oh wait this will also get me out of a pinch oh this Mm -hmm. is a really good idea (laughs) um but i like the idea that it should come it's a really good a really simple way to put it that the trick of trick to playing off a great surprise is that it should seem inevitable in hindsight so at the Mm -hmm. end of the movie you should be able to look back and be like oh well that's the only way it would have you know and that's what those are the good ones if you can keep that if you can hide it from them yeah there's uh, two more, uh, unless you got anything else on that unexpected ending.
0: Um, I was gonna say something, but I think
1: it was just mainly going to be repeating things I've already said, okay. so you can go on. All right, so we got an, an ambiguous ending, uh, one that's open to interpretation. while an unresolved ending doesn't give the reader enough information to say what's going going to happen next, and an and an ambiguous ending might allow two different readers to come up to come to two completely different conclusions of all the endings. The ambiguous one demands the most involvement from the reader since they are actively invited to think about the significance of events for for themselves. Um,
0: I love a a mix of that technique in the previous one where there's a twist to find and there's a way to understand the story. That's like a basic way to understand the story. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's a, if you do think about it, it's ambiguous enough, then if you do think about it, there's the clues are there that you can figure okay. out for yourself.
1: Yeah. Well I'm having trouble differentiating the difference between unexpected and in, or or I guess unresolved and uh and ambiguous. Like can you break those what do you think? Well, like,
0: unresolved would just mean there's, like, a thread that didn't get, like... Like, wait, but didn't his brother die in the first part? They never explained why his brother died. So that just, like, mm. happened. That's unresolved. An ambiguous ending is, like... um, Like, you see him pick up the poison, but you never see him if he actually put it in either of the two cups.
1: Okay. And
0: so, like, you there's something set up that you can then co- complete as a reader in your head. Yes. And it's like part of the story was that set up thing happening, you know? So like inception would be ambiguous. Yes, definitely. Not unresolved. Um, Like you could, you could say there, there are probably some things that are unresolved. It's a big movie. I think with any movie, they're going to be combining a lot of these, but like, mainly yeah the thing Overall, with the top though. the thing with the yeah. top was definitely uh, i would i would say you you could judge by each element probably individually like you mm-hmm. might be able to look and say like well there's unresolved stuff with like the the government he was like fighting at the beginning i don't even remember what's going on at the beginning he's yeah like yeah facing with like the chinese government or something
1: no that makes that 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 totally answers it for me okay and one last one uh, that they're mentioning here there's and there's tons of different endings this is just like six basic ones, but, um, a tide ending, a tide ending is one that brings the whole story full circle. It ends where it begins. This type of ending follows the classic hero's journey, which is common to many myths and folk tales from around the world. But it, it's also a popular choice for many, uh, works of literary fiction, trying to capture the cyclical nature of time. Um, uh, uh, let's see here as a writer, you'll need to make sure that the journey to this point, uh, felt worthwhile ending up right where you started, can feel pointless if the journey there and back wasn't meaningful. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more about it's, it's journey before destination and the whole thing is about the journey, not really where you're going. Um, Yeah, that's cool. So with this, like just thinking about resolutions as, uh, as literally literary devices, um, I think this is a really cool, uh, practice that, uh, I want that I want to, uh, try uh, like there, there are certain endings in here just in these six that we're talking about that I, I definitely pigeonhole to, like I, I definitely default to, and it's As just kind how I, yeah, I find you, myself writing. So, there. so
0: what do you find like, cause I feel like with the resolution, it's so far along in the story that you, your hands aren't on the reins at that point like I feel like I can't control what type of resolution is going to happen because this, I can't control my whole story to an extent. Like, like once it starts coming out, it's like, oh yeah, this is going to be kind of an unresolved one. Cause there's mm-hmm. all these side elements that you don't know. It's, but in your experience, would you say it's more like a choice? Or would you say you find yourself being railroaded into them?
1: I, I, and I don't know if it's because it's the type of stuff that I'm, that I'm currently writing. Um, but I find like I keep going to unresolved like cliffhanger, but I'm also working on like, that's I'm working on a a 10 part children's book series right now. I'm working on a comic book series, you know, I'm working on an album that, uh, like that is a story in itself. So that's 10 songs, 10 chapters, uh, on an album and they're all like lead into something. So whenever I end, I want to like leave a little, a little something there. Um, but uh i just seeing these and like talking about them it makes me it, it, it i want to i kind of want to take one and be like okay i want to make i want to write a uh, a tight ending and so like before before i even start the story i know i'm going to start back where i began um and then just see like what kind of story that would would come out of that that'd be a fun writing challenge honestly uh
0: um, well, we um we should think about ways to because i'm like we can't just have people writing resolutions right like you need a no. story to set up a resolution and then like with the the length of our stories you never have time to write a resolution and so True. it's like <laughs> how, i don't it's know how, how we long blow it, the walls yeah. off that word count. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but um. yeah
0: there might be yeah there might be some ways to replicate some of those things yeah for sure yeah take the take some of those ideas turn them into challenges
1: yeah anyway that's a little tidbit on resolutions um how do you feel you feel like uh you got anything else you want to toss on this or uh bounce on before I'm hopping to i mean i've got this i've got this this dusty I, defibrillator box I i box have something to, to talk about that's totally unrelated to anything else
0: okay it's just a bone i've been chewing on for like 10 or so years it has to do Ooh. with writing in English. It's that's a big bone. It's, it's me that bad boy, kind of one it. of the main like hills that I'm prepared to die on in my life. Um, nice. And it's just, I think it's just about time that I bring it up on the podcast and we talk about it. The about conversation time. topic itself, I call the argument. that That's what you're about to experience is the argument. And that's spelled right. just T-H-E space. And then just the first letters R and then the rest is spelled normally but you can uh, okay. tell exactly it. what it's saying because the letter R, for all intents and purposes, is a vowel. And that's mm-hmm. what the argument is. The letter R is a vowel. Er. R- er. R- er. R- Make this sound. R- Dark, arc. Think about, dirk, er, think about what dirk. a vowel is versus a consonant. Yeah, it's E-R is how you say it. <laughs> well, you can just say R. You could just say er. Right.
1: Er. Which, which that's which without like an e. E-R. Er, er er
0: no you, like okay. your brain is putting an e in there because you've been indoctrinated by the english language but but listen to me you're just making an r sound when you say that you're saying er there's only okay. one sound that you're making it's not changing over time er okay so so what english did to you is it told you that that e is the vowel and that r is like this fake like like a consonant that just adds a flavor to it, but every time R actually exists, it creates a an in, its own entire vowel, and sometimes it's a it's a diphthong, which means when there's two vowels next to each other, they like flow through each other, and that's normal, mm. like intuitive. U I that there's two into it, that's a yeah. diphthong, that's okay. normal. So saying that the word right, R I, R R-I-G-H-T, I G H D or right right guys, there's er i there's just two sounds next to each other dude think about how simple the english language could be if curse was spelled crs and hearse was spelled hrs so the letter (laughs) every single every single word that r is in the some vowel could be like or it could at least be considered a vowel. Where it is, if you think about the mouth properties that make something a vowel? A, a plosive creates a consonant, right? When your mouth is creating a transient, like attack
1: moment, that's Say a, a consonant. Yeah. Plosive? A plosive. Yeah, plosive. What's a, what, what? What is plosive? You can hear you can hear them if plosive? I do this. You're going to hear
0: all my plosives. Okay. So plosives are what these block.
1: They're like that's an what, actual word. Is plosive? Yeah. yeah. All right. So where it's like. It's there, there are parts sense. of
0: speech that create basically air coming out of your mouth sharply. Okay. So a, a part, a point in time where you're holding up air, like when I say p-, p, my mouth's like building up air and then releasing it. I think that's a plosive. but er is a sonorant. It's just your mouth using your mouth as a chamber to create a noise. And then it's just a constant noise. And mm-hmm. it's just a resonant sound
1: that you can make continually and there's no hit. Damn, dude! I uh, did not see this going there. That is a very good point. Uh, it it should be a, it's a vowel. Fucking crazy! <laughs> it should be a vowel. Crazy. Wait. So, is like, there like any- what's is, happening so, in our country? So you've been, you've been cho- <laughs> well. What happened? Because this has been around yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay, hold up. Now I I mean I need to do, now I need to do some research so like going back into like Latin and like the Latin uh the Latin alphabet is shorter than the American alphabet not the American English sorry uh but um I'm trying to think about R I'm trying yeah, to think R about is when, like I when think when did they w- decide that R was well when did we decide what I think R is one were? of
0: the newest sounds I think it's one, like one of the newer um like mouth letters? noises in in the human like psyche oh, or whatever it's like o- a lot of older languages don't have the r sound like r mm-hmm. is usually when but when people have to learn english for the first time a lot of people have to learn how to make the r shape with their tongue people from ah. different cultures because it's not in every language
1: Shit, man so I, okay so after that blowing your mind and for the past ten years as you've wrestled with this alone. Um the uh which now you I think you just earned a new title, Ben Orthy, one who wrestles with R. <laughs> uh, uh So what as at, like within this, have you have you come back through the alphabet and it's been like, wait, okay, did we miss any other ones? Oh, yeah, is of there course. any other ones no, that should? R be- is the only one. Ours, ours is the only one that, that holds up. It's totally, it's a totally
0: unique special case. Like there are other vowel sounds that we don't have letters for, like uh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. like oh, oh, it's often represented like hook, book, look, yeah, but we don't have actually have it, but like we create it with other things and we don't go around. Saying that there's some letter that's not a vowel that is making that sound. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, no we tr- don't just have that word, that letter lying around and just claim that it's a consonant. <laughs>
1: what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on here? Nuts, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know yeah. where to take this. Like, I know you're what, welcome. Can we take this to like the? Do, do we? There's some steps that we can take this to, like City Nobody Hall glistens. or something. No one no. listens? <laughs> God dang it. So we got to change things. Yeah, dude. The argument. Refine. We need to the... refine the language. Isn't that a perfect name
0: for it? The argument Yeah,
1: that is great. Uh, so I'm seeing like some right guys. Every once in a while, I, I see like a flash of like right guys merch. Uh, and uh, I definitely think I see something around. Yeah. Uh, R is a vowel, right guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: the, the, I definitely would buy that shirt. Too. Yeah.
1: So hey, I want to open this one up. Um uh <laughs> listeners send a go go on to the 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 uh the contact page or submit page or whatever on uh, on rightguys.org and talk to us about this. Let us know if you if you if if you have if you currently have a uh or like you're in college or in high school or whatever and you have a um a professor or a teacher that you have access to run this one by them i want to see i want to i want to hear i want to hear some chatter on this i want to see where the hell when did r start who came (laughs) up what what snatch it came up with the idea that it was gonna be a vowel was that just like a or that it was gonna be a consonant uh was that just gonna was that just like a lazy day at the office and I dude i legit
0: i've i've i have brought this up to teachers and professors before what they say dude like no one takes me seriously come on it's like no matter how serious you tr- people are just like are like what do you like it's it's a consonant and like you can kind of break it down but there's a point where you just become a meme which i can totally accept like I, that's probably they just keep the taking main the blue reason pill. i still are this doing. is because i think it's funny the main reason i still talk about it but like it's like you i'm i'm super curious because i think it's it's there's going to be a huge spectrum obviously because these are individuals who we're talking about. and there's
1: people who are very like in 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 uh spaces like this you find people who are strangely triggered by you suggesting like like some some like r consonant lovers who are going to be like no 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 what i brought it
0: up to someone in, in college who I thought would I would be able to have a really great conversation with this around and their response was just like I'm an English major. I know that R is in a vowel. And I was like wow, that's okay. a
1: slam door right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. I really the... misread this. <laughs> Man, okay. I feel like I feel like when you bring this up to people it's going to be like Morpheus handing you the red or blue pill yeah because <laughs> if you ex- if you take that red pill and you accept this that does make sense things are not going to be the same it's hard it can be difficult <laughs> and it definitely leads to what else did we miss yeah and w- how else should we change this stuff that's a that's a great one well i'm in on that bone with you now so y- you're not alone
0: oh the other one i mean i kind of do t- sometimes i talk about why sometimes why because I don't think Y is only sometimes a vowel. Y is just a vowel. You like you can't really differentiate it like that. Because people say like, oh, sometimes it makes a, a sound like a, a I, yeah, yeah, what? But and then sometimes it's just the yeah sound like the the. It's like
1: a more like like. It can also be yogurt. like Yvonne. like Ivan. Yeah. It, it can be straight up E. Yeah. It can Yvonne. be, and and so people yeah.
0: say sometimes Y, yeah. but I'm like.
1: Oh, that is a thing, yeah.
0: But I'm like, w- are there why. really scenarios like, like, and and so I think people will talk about uh, yogurt or like yum, where it's like, it feels like it's a consonant because it's like, shit sh- sh- gets shaped around another vowel or something. But I w- want to again, just to ask you: Is your mouth really making any consonant? Like, are you making any plosives? Well, are you making any like? hard noise or is it just like a a slipping from one resonant sound to another resonant sound
1: like i don't know i honestly uh, why is why is more believable for me like like i i can get behind why never being a vowel uh
0: never being a
1: vowel what about in Yvonne? well okay 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 there yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, <laughs> I okay. I'm sorry. I I can get behind why definitely being a sometimes. Mm. You know, I think it can definitely be a consonant. Right. Um, unlike R, Y, like you can make a Y sound like. Like like you can you can do it, and it, it doesn't make a sound until you put another. It's kind of what you fall into. Like like I can. I'm I'm sitting here making the. Like if I remove voice from it, um, it still works once I tack on A-R-D, you know, yard, you know, like, like, like it's, it's just a way to fall into the vowel that it's next to. Um,
0: But wouldn't that be this, like the same, if it was spelled with like I-A-R-D and someone was pronouncing that
1: yard. It's like a slide. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. It just kind of slides in this stuff. But R, er, like you're right. I mean, you can't say R. R isn't just a mouth shape that you push through. It's a it's a fucking vowel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is for sure. And we can have a disagreement about why all day because I really I don't care Let about Let me chew on it. I only I, care I'm about into R. This,
1: I, I'm coming in. Green as a second old I mean, on a ten year thought. So give me the give way a the way
0: you're it. describing your thought about why is what most people agree with. Like that is the general consensus on the it's letter. A, so that yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, that's mouth shape that shouldn't be radical to anybody. Like and that. But sometimes Yvonne, it's a it's a, yeah. definitely a vowel. Like yeah, hundred percent. That that is that's like pretty much canon in the English language. That's what mm-hmm. people. That's what's written. But like, I. I think that even in yard that slide thing just my argument is that that slide
1: is a vowel too. Hey, I ha, try this next time that you bring it up to someone that you think is going to receive this well. <laughs> start out with common ground. So you know sometimes why? That holds up, right? And then get them talking. Like, yeah, you got this, you got this. Okay, all right, cool. So we definitely agree.
0: I um, I I love like- R. I like just throwing the grenade though. Yeah, like, you do. <laughs> it's too fun to just, especially because you have the, 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 it has a title, the argument. Yeah, no, that that's good. It, it like. really feels like a thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: a, it's like a
1: pointless, totally pointless political movement. Next, next guest that we have on, we're throwing the argument out. We're going to see what they take. I, I, I want to, I want, I want to figure this out. Like, or well, maybe over the entire year. Yeah, this could we be a thing will, with we'll all talk. of our guests. They have to participate <laughs> us, in think about our it? argument. We'll we'll start we'll start something on the uh on we'll start a petition on right guys uh, on the site that you can sign to make our a <laughs> vow, <avowal. laughs> and, and hopefully over time we'll get up to. A million or oh, how whatever you have to do to get a get something passed. How to change the entire English language? I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, who's to say? Hey, if your dreams don't scare you, you ain't dreaming big enough. <laughs> <laughs> I do dream of a day that
0: we just start like. Because obviously, like language is so set in stone at this point that even if we somehow were able to get our passes of vowel, they wouldn't start like changing the way words are spelled around it, no. like being more efficient. But I dream of a world where we've got curse just CRS, dude. I sometimes well, I just it, close my eyes and I go there, dude. Honestly,
1: am- in in, uh, in freaking sci-fi, you could open that up. And because, you know, once you push forward enough into time where you have uh intergalactic population and uh, people hopping off planets and starting new worlds and places they discovered, I mean, that imagine you hop into your spaceship and you go and so you get a blip on the radar and you're like, what the hell is this? This is an uncharted planet. Oh, my God. Is this mine now? You land on it. You start a people and you're like you get a chance okay you guys right. have
0: one shot at this I better not set fuck it, it up
1: straight here's the thing i'm rewriting all literature you could ever get your hands on <laughs> <laughs> ours do not need vowels next to them because it already is one <laughs> that's good that's a good stuff
0: well, I'm glad that we've got it introduced. Now that can just p- kind of be a part of the right guy's lexicon of topics. And, and like you yep. said, I'm I'm really interested to be bringing that up to guests. If any listeners want to bring that up to their professors or teachers and let us know how it goes, we're just trying to gather as much data for that as possible before we bring this to the U.S. government later uh, this Yes,
1: year. yes. And uh, I, I'm I'm serious about a petition. We need to figure out how to get that on. Yeah, I think we should do <laughs> so the I petition then merge. <laughs> yeah r is a valve right guys <laughs> okay uh so hey i've got this box sitting next to me um uh, it's kind of some weird looking equipment and hold on. let me uh let me let me dust off the top it's kind of military in look uh it's kind of a crate uh let me get a crowbar <laughs> oh my god it's a defibrillator uh-oh this can only mean one thing are we going back are we I getting out we're our shovels about, i worry about to get those we're shovels going back out. to the cemetery Return into to the graveyard baby it's right. time for dead words
0: very exciting
1: okay so you so, prepared
0: the words again
1: yes same as last time i have um I have strolled the the, the graveyard, the cemetery. Um, I've observed the headstones. I've sat there. I've spent time there, um, and you know, at at day under the sun and moon. Um, and you found these, some good headstones. Let me tell good... you, these. I, I, well, I, I, I found some calling out to me. It sounds like there's some words in the dirt that want to come up. So mm-hmm. I picked three of them that were the loudest and, uh, I have sent them to your email. I would love uh, to, um,
0: also this time say that, um, at least for me as the, the one choosing what word comes back, I have, I, uh, so, okay. So, so do we, wait, you said us, well, it's just like just like last time. It's a discussion. You you okay? So th- that my impression last time was that I chose it. But if we're well, we if we're if, <laughs> I'm no, down with good. all three of these. No, I think <laughs> I think it's a it's a good. Basically, what I was going to say is I have to use it in my story this week. Oh yeah, whatever yeah, the word I, is. If I don't, then if you we busted so out that much. defibrillator for nothing because it dies again. And the only way to actually revive it is to use it. That's it's, true. Like you. Because you have to justify that it was the right word to bring back. Right. So that's true. That's what I'm like going that. to... Uh, well, together we'll choose. And we we'll will choose. then know together what we're going to have to put in our story. Anyone who wants to do it will get bonus points. Anyone who wants to put it in their story this week will get bonus points. But
1: have, Well, hold on. Hold on. So... I kind of, I liked, I liked the surprise factor when we hit, when we, like, this magic came out and it, I mean, it was like, it's still for while. It was, it was while. in the walked, oven for a long it. time too. Cause... Yeah. It took off, man. Like, like we, we didn't see it for a while and then boom, it hit. And, uh, actually, uh, <laughs> well, we'll get to it later, but, um, maybe more than once. Um, and so, maybe maybe what if we did this what if once we obviously you can always use it any anytime that you want to after it's up and out of the grave but uh what if let's say how many episodes was that how many episodes that was the first was episode so this is the fifth so if uh if a dead word goes four episodes without without being uh without being used it goes back
0: okay yeah, and I like that because that is then there's 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 pressure for the community to participate as well. If you guys see a dead word that's not coming back, the ball's in your court. Yes. If you want if you want that puppy to stay alive, then
1: just write it into a story. It's simple as that. But right. but it should be used because you because you like that word and want to use it, not because like, Oh of oh, course. I, I mean have, but why but why else it? would you be trying to save it unless you right. liked it? Exactly. All right, so there it is. All right. So, th- so, so Smatchit it is back. I mean, that thing came back hard. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in, he's still walking around. He's, he's growing some flesh on his bones. It's great.
0: I've heard uh, some people um, even using the other words that we didn't bring back, which yeah. is illegal and we'll, we will <laughs> find you and kill you
1: if you use those words. <laughs> I think your dad was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I already Scott. killed him. Okay, good, good. I'm glad there's no loose ends. This is a resolved story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, um, okay, so let's get in, man. These these things are starting to smell. I need to to get them out of the... All right. I think if they're starting to smell, we should leave them in there,
0: right? No, no, no. They just need some air. All right. I'm doing A first. A.
1: Yes. (laughs) A fogo. (laughs) A fogo. All
0: right, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, fogo. Eighteenth century English, an over. What's going on in the
1: eighteenth? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to look up like what what the historical time periods. Uh, yeah, I meant to I look don't... up
0: time periods before this episode, but I forgot again. So yeah, I still I don't know what again, time periods so... are. Hey,
1: maybe next time. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> fogo. <laughs> An overpowering and unpleasant stench. Yes, the magic you of holding her newborn eat, baby disappeared eat. the moment she opened that diaper, and the fogo escaped. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at the at the example. It sounds the picture. so
0: modern. It does. This sounds like it sounds like if 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 a zoomer came up with this now, I'd be like, it's a little too soon for that. That's like a th- year three thousand seventeen right like where it could
1: be it could be in a song that's like that hits the charts or something like that like keep that fogo out of here something and there's like and then you hear someone saying like come on don't say that yeah that's not a thing is it is it a thing now come on but dude look at the picture yeah i know <laughs> she's she says it's a fogo she was stoked and now she's like god dang it She's got some cherries by her. She's like, I don't even want those cherries anymore. I, like, stinks over here.
0: It looks like it's vaguely trying to satisfy what the um the example sentence was, but at the I same time, is. this feel l- looking at the the look on her face, she, she look, doesn't want to be a mother anymore. He looks so, like yeah, like, <laughs> like it's not just like ooh stinky. Like it's not like it. Like she just like. She just made a a long term decision after thinking about it for a little bit. She's yeah, like, she Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not strong. gonna
1: take care of this kid for like for much mm. longer. <laughs> turns out love is conditional. <laughs> <laughs> so Fogo is interesting. Yeah. That's a really All good right. one. All right, What's number two.
0: <laughs> grok.
1: <laughs> this is a good one.
0: Verb grok. Oh my God! To stare eagerly at someone who's eating, hoping they'll give you food—it's
1: so good! Ah! It's so good! And look at this freaking groak! What? Look at this groak! There's a word for this. (laughs) Look at and we just killed it. We just let it die. (laughs) Everyone needs this every day.
0: oh my god this guy have you ever had someone look at you the way this
1: guy is looking at you Oh yeah my dogs do it every meal
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure that my chicken sandwich has had someone looking at it the way this guy's looking at me right now and it's oh, yeah, yeah dude the same it's guy like,
1: it's like he's pull. it's like he's 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 like pulling out his spoon or something like am i gonna do i need this or is he gonna finish that <laughs> Groak is good,
0: man. <laughs> Did I see that? I, I I know that I think you should leave season two came out while I was in Texas. And we started watching this sketch comedy season two of that show. Um, oh, and yeah. this that one part with the dude who keeps trying to take the guy's burger.
1: I, I was just thought just... about the one with the hot dogs. He's like trying to eat a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but great, there's some man. really good groking in that. Yeah, there is. So, grok is a verb. So it's like, stop groking me, bro. Uh, would it be groking at me? Stop groking. It. I mean, I'm just. I mean, it would if once this thing gets up and going and gets some legs under it, uh, you know, it's gonna get thrown into slang quick. But grok, and it's it's like got some punch.
0: Yeah, it's really you. good. It 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 sounds good, and it means something great.
1: Yeah. Terrence had been known to groak when his when his dorm mates would come back with Taco Bell. <laughs> Is this Terrence
0: in the photo. <laughs> I think that's, that's him.
1: God, man, I I can relate to Terrence. I've definitely <laughs> groked. I do a lot of groking, actually. I mean, yeah, you live with Jenna. Yeah, that's true. It's hard <laughs> when your wife's a chef. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? <laughs> Gong Koosler. <laughs> <laughs> 20th century English slang.
0: 20th century. Ooh, the... we know some stuff from that time. Yeah, that's when Titanic came out. Okay, that's all that. And okay. when Titanic happened. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: All of it. Not 900 it AD, though. What's that? Not Titanic 900 AD, though. Oh no, that's the right guys Titanic. Back in 900 AD. Right. Okay.
0: <laughs> A <laughs> gong goozler is a person who stares, a non participating spectator. Uh, that is really good. A lurker. Mm-hmm. What's our. What's oh, our- Keenan was a Facebook gong goozler, always lurking but never posting.
1: <laughs> dude, that's me. <laughs> Are you a gong goozler? I'm, I'm totally a lurker. Oh, yeah. dude, you're a gong goozler. I'm a groke. It's okay. <laughs> at least none of us. Yes, at least <laughs> neither of us have Fogo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow that yeah, is so, a like sen- rubber d- d- sentences you won't be able to muslim- say
0: next week that one you just use all three words yeah, so those I are think- going to be
1: highly illegal sin. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so rubbernecking would be like a gongoozler. Well, I guess I, I think the lurking aspect is kind right. Of like yeah, the, yeah.
0: Rubbernecking would be because that is a form of lurking. It's just, it's just very brief. I, I think also you can, in movement. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can, you can watch it. A, happen in a much more pure distilled form by looking at something like social media. I think Facebook's a great one. I think Reddit, I lurk even more than Facebook because mm. different ones invite, invite more or less level more, more or less participation or, or allow you to do more without participating. And so it's just like with Reddit, it's like, if there's just a stream of videos and it's like, obviously this whole system only works if people upload and comment. Yeah and like any i wish gong-goozle. that i could say that if the whole world was like me it would still keep running but it's just like no it one would went. like any of the photos that they like no one would comment on any of the things that they have to say something about <laughs> it would yeah. just be a lot of watching things and no feedback
1: <laughs> gong goozling is going to be our downfall if we don't step it up uh, so these 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 uh these are again are bought, brought to us by uh, the little book of lost words by Joe Gillard. Guys, just killing it. Y'all recommend this for your coffee table. But okay, so so what are we thinking? I got just warming up these paddles. I feel uh, like got...
0: I know which one I'm leaning in for.
1: Really? Okay, we got Fogo. Uh, we got Grok. We got Gongoozler. Where are you leaning, my broke
0: is too important. I can't lose it. Not again,
1: I, dude. I, it's, it's, it's a home run. I. It feels like, it feels like what it feels like how I felt when I saw smash it, mm. I and mean, that's that's a close place yeah. to my heart.
0: Yeah, it's it's to me like, so many of the funny sounding words you hear what they are, and it's like. Yeah, like there 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 would be a funny sounding word meaning that or it's sort of something like yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird sounding words to describe that thing. Like even like smash it just just an, a general insult. Sure, there are a lot of words that are just like funny sounding cutting general insults. Smash it is a super special word obviously and it's like chef's kiss but like Absolutely. But grok is like it's like one of those, uh, like you were like, here, like some S- Icelandic word about the feeling you're going to get when you're, you're going to have company. And so you just stand near the door and it's like, mm. oh, they have a word for that. That's crazy. Or like when you're g- trying to walk by someone and you keep going the same way. It's like they have a word for that. That's crazy. This is like one of those.
1: And it's like we had Dude, it in the English language. We need language. this. Yeah. It, it has been replaced by an entire sentence. Like uh, yeah, dude, stop stop staring at me while I eat. Like, uh, how else uh, are you gonna say it? Right, it, it's it, kind of it, like gawk too, but gawking <laughs> is different. You know, it's way different. It's same so different. family almost, yeah. but as different as siblings can be. Yeah, grok. I, I, I'm with you. I th- I think grok's back. Uh, <sighs> Thank I think, God. Woo. Yeah. Hey, dude. We're we're getting we're getting our so a vowel. We're bringing grok back. We're doing some important work on the English language right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, dude. What would they have done without us? English was on its last legs, honestly.
1: God, I felt like it was leaving us. I felt yeah. like it was disappearing. Well, it, we it can. Ag- like we, I think we scope. can
0: both agree we arrived just at the right time to save our, to save
1: our language. Here we are, <laughs> just doing our part. Here we are to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Ben, do you have your? This is going to take two, and this guy's been dead a while. This is the 19th century. Do you have your defibrillator? I think I'm ready. We need two, two. Pad, we need four paddles on it. <laughs> <laughs> it lives. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> Groke lives and is mm-hmm. now on the table. You get, uh, you get respect points for working it in. Um, but where this really shines, where we really, uh, give this thing legs is when we use it on the daily. Like if you try to figure out next times you're eating at work or in a, in a line, you know, or just, um, you know, you're just finishing that, that gigantic milkshake by yourself in your car in a moment of sadness. Um, and you see someone looking at you just think like. Stop groking.
0: Yeah, like more, more importantly than the, than than as anything for right guys, it's like y- now you have a word that you can use to describe something more accurately and more cuttingly.
1: Yes, and my God, with uh, with the practice of keeping to a word count, this will certainly help.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be in all my stories now, just to save, just to save on word count. Yeah.
1: I feel like, like as he ate the soup and the steam rolled over his head, Pip couldn't stop. St- oh, wait, no. Groked. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, welcome back, Grok. Um, uh, man, we're really excited to see you. Enjoy your days on this planet. We'll see if you last. We got four episodes to work them in, so. All right, well that is that wraps up uh, episode or that wraps up our second um, uh, round of dead words. Yes. and Groke is back. Uh, we're sorry, uh, uh, Fogo and Gongoozler you're going back in the dirt, bud. Um, but Groke, good to have you. Yeah. So that uh, that wraps up that one. You want to you want to move on to? God, that special time. Reading stories. Get into the challenges. Yeah, dude. I'm
0: ready. All Do you have one ready to to roll from the audience? Yeah. What was our challenge? Title Wave was the name of it. And it was essentially we had these big word banks full of movie titles. Me and Micah each had a, a separate word bank with three movie titles in each one. Our task was to incorporate each movie title into one full length long title that has some word from each movie title in it Um, and we could use any number of words mix and match them in any way we want as long as we incorporated all three titles and uh and then justified the the title
1: in the plot of the story somehow Mm -hmm. absolutely okay so um uh we have we got we got a couple uh submissions I know it was Christmas break and everyone's super busy and everything like that. Um, and this was a, this was a tough one. This was a weird one for sure. Like you really had to bend your imagination around to make this one work. Um, uh, but unfortunately, although one of them was written really well, and I really wanted to, to share, uh, they did not abide by the, by the, the guidelines. Um, uh, we won't call out names or anything, but if you're listening, uh, the, uh, yeah, we like it, the story. Yeah. The story was great. Um, but the uh, in order to to be to be qualified, it, you have to you had to take the story title, you had to take you had to make a title out of those um, movie titles, uh, and you had to use a word from each movie title. For example, Ben's pool was three hundred. How Stella got her groove back and Saving Private Ryan. So your story title had to have three hundred in it. Had to have. Uh, something from How Stella Got Her Back, something from Saving Private Ryan, and this person wrote a story very cleverly um, uh, uh, about how to work all of those elements into a story, but uh, but it was just using the words uh, in the story itself. Um, so good story though, great writing. Um, but uh, so we've got one to share today that did hit the guideline. And it is from a right guy's veteran, uh, Anna Hamilton. Okay, this is 10 Things I Hate About the Wizard of Pride. All the others I can bear, the wizard of lust, of gluttony, of sloth, the wizards of envy and greed, even the wizard of wrath I can abide, but never the wizard of pride. He is the wickedest of them all as surely pride is the deadliest of those seven sins, for it is the one that bursts the the daring to commit all the others. You may think me a petty smatchet for holding such a grudge. No, I assure you, this wizard is truly hateful. And to make manifest the rationality of my hate, I offer ten reasons as follows. One, he assassinated our good king, Jondalar, with that wicked poison of which, of which is his sign and seal. Two, after the foul murder of King Jondalar, he set himself up as ruler in his stead. Usurper! Three, whereupon he sent out the other wizards to, uh, to ravage our land. The Wizard of Gluttony stole our food. The Wizard of Greed sacked our towns. The Wizard of Lust uh, bore off our fairest maidens. These wizards I hate for their wicked deeds, but not so much as him that commanded them. The cur is not even human. He was once a man, but, they say, infused with the blood of a powerful demon, he became something else entirely. To wit, he is, he, his eyes are black and blank as obsidian. His face is a white mask, and he commands powers unnatural to him. Six, he used, he used his evil magic to blacken the face of the sun and deprive the land of light, all because, in his own words, I can... 7. He then demanded that the terrified people bow at his feet and worship him as a god. Blasphemy! 8. When I refused to bow, I cursed him for his wicked daring. He blasted me with magic from his staff, racking me with unbearable pain. I still remember it to this day. 9. And for no other reason than my righteous defiance, he bound me in his darkness. Darkest, dankest prison cell, and subjected me to daily tortures. 10. He has condemned me to be executed tomorrow. The candle burns low; the morning is almost here. I commend this letter to you, my dear reader, so you will know why I so hate the wizard of pride, and so that perhaps one day you shall avenge me.
0: Cool. I, I as soon as it started doing the um like the list, mm-hmm. um I my. My mind starts going because I'm I'm I've been thinking about all these challenges in so many different ways and like I inevitably I always get to a point where I'm like does it even need to be a story like I don't really even need to write a story as long as there's just like something as long as there's information and it makes sense and there's some satisfying logic to it then like snapshot yeah what
1: that story would be type yeah
0: like a snapshot or, or just something like a list like, uh-huh. with, like that doesn't have like, uh, like something happening in it. But then as soon as it started, it was like grounded things. Like it was like events, like 10 things, which I thought was really cool. Um, and my mind started going, trying to figure out, cause I, I, I knew pretty much at some point in the list, it would shift to be like about the present. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I thought it would toward the end. And then that's how it would start to like, cause there's a moment where it goes from being like an abstract thing to being a story. Mm-hmm. and that was like really intriguing to me
1: in yeah, this one I, listening to it cuz sort I of thought, this... I thought I thought the resolve was really cool you know where where like you're kind of like you're you're thumbing through like a history of events pretty much and then it brings it home where you're like oh shit this is a like this is a, this is a last letter to someone yeah. on death row you know they're about to die for this yeah it's, it's like cool. it,
0: you get you get this set up and there's like this nexus of uh it's like ideas just floating around and it's like things have happened. There's like this history, you're seeing all these other scenes and then all of a sudden it's concentrated and you know where you are. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's like everything else was just context to, to put you in that
1: one spot. And, um, that was really cool. That was done. Nicely done. Way to go, Anna. Um, uh, little high, high points for me was, uh, a smash it you may think me a petty Huge. smash it for holding such a grudge and well use like that's exactly um, yep. how how it could be used uh, then i also really liked uh, i liked uh, his eyes are black and blank as obsidian i like that he mm-hmm. said blank as obsidian you know that just immediately um, splashes a picture of like a like an obsidian wall or something and it's basically like a mirror like you can't see in it it's just there's no there's no depth it's it's right here you, you're you not getting in there uh i thought that was really cool um and yeah this guy he sounds like a total dick so i i think <laughs> i think you've got all the reason to hate the wizard of pride mm-hmm. right here
0: oh is this from wait we got this submission from the dude in the prison is this from the real guy oh damn
1: well yeah no anna just (laughs) delivered it okay because he
0: didn't have a computer i didn't realize that's crazy (laughs) he doesn't have a computer ben i'm such an idiot yeah
1: yeah it's dank and dark you don't have a computer screen in there (laughs) um all right
0: should i go uh yes my turn what was your pool 300 how Stella the, got her groove back and saving hide. Private Ryan.
1: Okay. The tough thing
0: wait. was that I had to use the word 300 because it was one of the entire one. So I had to use that word because you have to use a word from each story. And then there's uh, no plural noun in all the rest of the movie oh titles. God.
1: And that, hey, that's your fault because I said. <laughs> I gave, I gave the option. To I could world. have you like, discerned you enough.
0: Like, no. I could have discerned enough minutiae of the rules that I could have manipulated it during the game. But the ten minute window <laughs> that I had after receiving three hundred <laughs> was not long enough to determine. But I.
1: God, and that so, was the first one you. So I I when I was making all those, I wrote all of them down. And in, in like three hundred, I was like, Ooh, that's a landmine. I hope I don't get that one. And and, and uh. And then it ends up being the first one that you drew. And I was like, <laughs> all right, let's go.
0: How Ryan got 300 back. Can you look up the receipt by my phone number? Ryan bit his lip and toyed absentmindedly with a crumpled slip of paper in his pocket 215 839 The kid behind the counter sighed and withdrew his hand from a bag of party sized cool ranch. He wiped his fingers on his chest just above a bright blue bullseye-branded name tag. Doug with two Gs. D-U-Double-G. Christ. Doug began tapping at his keypad, and Ryan repeated his number. Somewhere between inputting the number and reading the results, Doug found his moment to sneak a Doritos. He crunched as he shook his head. Card? What? Do ya have the card. Doug nudged the card reader toward him. You made the original purchase on. Ryan produced his wallet and swiped a card through the machine. Doug went for another cool ranch before consulting the monitor. Nope. Nothing there either. Doug shrugged out a labored sigh as if he'd been through this a hundred times today. (sighs) Without a receipt, we can exchange it for the current value, which is beep. $400. $400? This suit was $700 when I bought it last week. Yeah, went on sale. Like a discount? Something we do pretty regularly here. A few weeks ago we ran these in our flash sale rack, had them going for $100 a piece. Ryan clenched his jaw. But it'll come back off sale, right? Can I exchange it for the full price at least? Sorry, but you have to trade for the current value, if you don't have your receipt, can't know how much you paid for it. Ryan ran his fingers playfully over the slip of paper in his pocket and held back a smirk. Then how can you know I didn't buy this on the flash sale a few weeks ago? Doug slowed in his tracks. I suppose we can't. He scratched his head. I'm sorry, sir. I don't really decide the rules here, but if you want to exchange this suit, I'd be happy to authorize an exchange for you up to $400 worth of merchandise. Of course he would. The rules had been the same for a long time here at Bullseye, and they were ironclad. Ryan had been nailed by them before, but not today. Today, he was nailing the Bullseye right back. Can you point me in the direction of the Flash Sail Rack?
1: <laughs> how he got 300 <laughs> back! <laughs> that's yeah, that's so how clever. he did it. <laughs> okay. okay, so hold up. So Ryan... He bought it for 700. No. He's able to get he
0: so the slip of paper in his pocket is the hint. So this is a uh, this is a an ambiguous ending and an unresolved ending where you can oh, figure nice. out. So Ryan bought this suit for $100. And now <laughs> He's going to exchange it for four hundred dollars worth of stuff that's currently on flash sale, meaning it goes back off sale and will, will be worth more.
1: Oh, <laughs> so he's been he
0: has the receipt. So he's been burned by this store like a long time ago. Like Bullseye oh. at, at some point to him, there was an exchange that that went down a lot in price and he started thinking about it. And he realized that if their system was broken enough that it did him dirty in that way, there's a way he can do them dirty. If he just using it. Using the same system against them. Yeah. And this is actually an autobiographical <laughs> story. Oh, my God. Oh, I know this story. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, don't say the name. Don't say the name of this story. We're going to bleep that out. Don't say the name of this story. <laughs> oh, but my yeah. God. I remember this. <laughs> so... <laughs> basically like i was um i was supposed to get a pair of jeans i won like a, i won like a prize from this nameless store right of uh-huh. some kind and when i went in to get my prize it was like it was supposed to be jeans right but it was like mm-hmm. women's jeans and it was like their cheapest possible pair of women's jeans so like it was advertised to me as I was supposed to be able to just trade it in for any jeans at that point. But Uh I then had to like pay money to exchange them for men's jeans. And so like they basically said I won a prize and then I came in and they made me spend money in their store. Right. And so I dedicated myself to getting that money back with some interest. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I, I basically found this way, uh, within their exchange system, which this store has changed now. Um, okay. That you can learn, you actually can't do the system the same way that I was doing it at that time that you could, (laughs) I did go back and reevaluate and I did create a new system that you could still use on this store. (laughs) but I
1: haven't done it. Just a theory crafting exercise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it, man. That's so good. And man, I hate Doug. Golly! And I love that he's eating Cool Ranch too. (laughs) Yeah, the
0: the the description when I came up with just calling them a party size bag of Cool Ranch.
1: Uh huh. I loved that. Yeah, (laughs) this is a big bag of Cool Ranch, and I love uh, like the nuance of two G's, and you're just like. Christ (laughs) (laughs) this is who I'm dealing with yeah with somehow
0: it says so much about the content of his character (laughs) something that he had absolutely no control over
1: and I think the I think the store name is great bullseye like oh man well done sir you took a you you took a lemon and made lemonade I mean when you're ready don't don't read it I'm ready okay um this is an excerpt from the New York Times best-selling novel, Ten Things I Hate About Wizard Pride. <laughs> Here we are, kid. Now hand me that spyglass. Rhoda unclasped the long tube and slapped it in Quinn's awaiting palm. A parade. <laughs> of course. Rhoda couldn't see anything. The black grease she'd smeared across her face was starting to burn as sweat channeled rivulets of the stuff into her squinting eyes. What do you see? She asked trying to wipe her face with her glove. Ugh. Disgusting. Just so ugh. He offered the scope over his shoulder. For prime examples of numbers eight through six, look no further than what's coming up the road. Having zero success with her now grease-slicked gloves, collar, and sleeve, Rhoda resorted to pawing the black smear with her bare fingers. It had seemed like a good idea in her room. I mean, That's what you did when prepping oneself for a night of espionage, right? She didn't actually know, of course, this being her first ever such night. Upon clearing one eye, she noticed Quinn's expectation. She reached, the precious tool quickly slipping from her greasy grasp. Shit! She yelped as it bounced over the roof ledge. Quinn snapped around. What? Ah! Quickly piecing together the paralyzed wince of his now one-eyed Rhoda with the absence of his beloved instrument, he sucked his teeth. You dropped it. I... it... slipped. I... I couldn't see. Rhoda stammered. Quinn realized her disarray. What the hell happened to you? It's grease. I... I thought it'd be... stealthy. Her tears re-wetting the gunk and blinding her again. She sl- She slouched down the parapet, head hung in blind defeat. Ah, oh, hey. Quinn lightened, knowing well the uselessness of a pouty Rhoda. You look... He looked over her. One gloved hand, grease everywhere, crying, oblivious to the puddle she'd plopped down in. Really stealthy. Like, uh... I think you just used too much. Yeah, I think you're right, Rhoda sniffled, eyes closed tight. Quinn took a knee, returning to his disdain. Fucking sparks. It's bad enough they exist, kid. Basically immortal, magic little fingers mucking up our politics, our supply chains... And now the king decrees Wizard Pride Month. Number three on the list, Rhoda proudly interjected, blindly washing her fingers in the puddle about her. Yep, number three. Hell, maybe even higher. Also, we can gas up their ancient egos even more. It's bullshit, Rhoda agreed, back to pawing at her eyes. Damn right it is. Quinn glanced toward the parade. That's why it ends tonight, once and for all. Wow dude that's so cool that's it's like
0: how like you like like <laughs> why and you 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 did so much more than you had to do <laughs> you you gave us like a whole world <laughs> oh thank you man <laughs> yeah it's really it's really cool like the the i don't know like t- can you take take me through this this yeah
1: okay so basically uh i didn't I didn't want to. Do, I didn't. I didn't want to do a list. I didn't want to go through ten things, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was like, "This was something that, like, we talked about at the beginning of this, where uh, where you go through a, where you kind of like have an idea and you let it cook. You just toss it in the pot and let it cook for a couple weeks." And I was like, "I was like, okay." the The first thing that uh, that hit me was I was gonna do like a Flynn writer from Tangled, uh, like kind of inner monologue while he's like wrecking <laughs> this, uh, this like, it was always a wizard pride parade. Um, Cause I just thought that'd be a funny, funny thing. You know, and I want, I wanted to go more comedic, more uh, a route with it. But so I started thinking about him and then I started thinking about um, like an assistant and uh, Rhoda, like the name came to me as, as a, as an actual name that I've, I've heard recently that I was like, Oh, Rhoda's an interesting name. And then whenever I made her, her, his assistant, uh, she just quickly started like messing up and, <laughs> and like the, 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 the duo became like, uh, I just kind of started writing them as like not organized and like, just like, this is like, just, just kind of like disgruntled, uh, dude and his lackey yeah Uh, their back and forth is so good and they're going up against wizards so this is obviously going to fail uh but uh it really like i liked them so much i I kept wanting to write them and i was like how am i going to bust away from these and like bring this whole parade in and all this action and then i was like i'm just having fun with this i'm going to keep going (laughs) and i was like okay so i gotta work i gotta work a few numbers in there but I don't want I don't want to get into the wordiness of like what a number is. It's just kind of like, so like having him look through the scope and be like, you want examples of eight through six, look right over there. You (laughs) know, like this is, these are his, this is like his creed that he's like, his lessons he's trying to teach his lack. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's really good. Their, their, their relationship,
0: their back and forth feels real. Like feels like lived in. Like they, I mean, I mean that it makes sense if, if that's that's where you were like hanging your hat when you were writing this sort of like that's where you were enjoying being and that's where you ended up staying and grooving. And it's so, like, mm-hmm. it totally makes sense that that's the the part that's like sticking out. Um, hell yeah. But I no, I want to, so it, it starts with like they're so they're looking at a parade of wizards. Right. And then she, she, but before she can actually look through it, she drops it. We don't really see through it.
1: No, no, no. So it's, he's looking through it. So, um, basically, they have like found it to this rooftop, right? And this is like the... But we don't see it through his eyes. We don't see through it through his eyes, do we? Well, so it goes, uh, here we are kid, now hand me that spyglass. Mm -hmm. She hands it to him and then, ah, a parade, ha, of course. That's that's him like, like the wizards are coming to town. He knows they're coming to town. Like in my mind, it was like, let's meet on the rooftop. I've got a plan and you know, be like, like dress stealthy or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they meet on this rooftop and Rhoda's got black grease smeared all over her face. Cause she thought it'd be stealthy. She's never yeah. done this before. She's just excited. Yeah. And, it's great. Uh, and so she hands him <laughs> the, 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 the eyeglass and he looks through it and that's when he, and while he's looking through it, he's like a parade, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But we, the uh, camera and just
0: never, I, it's just like, we, ne- like we stay with them. And yeah. It's interesting because we're, In my mind like we're in rhoda's perspective yeah um and for her like she almost sees through it then she drops it where it (laughs) feels like we're we're being kept in this bubble and it's kind of cool like it like it's like it's like we you you get these things like obviously you had a word count limitation which was the limitation here Mm -hmm. but you see these things with different limitations like this might be the way it looks if you had a certain number of actors limitation too, right? Like you had to make it work with only two actors. Yes. This is how yes. the scene would go. Like you drop the spy class right before you look through it. It's just like really cool how how contained it feels to me. Of like w- there's other yeah, things the, out there, but we're not going to look at them. We're just looking at these two.
1: Yeah, this is the focus. And and like that that's something that uh honestly Joe Abercrombie is so damn good at. Uh where as he switches to characters or even like observing a character like it doesn't even have to be in the character's head it's just like what are you observing as the and what it it, it, like when he observes a character he takes everything you know about that character and only that and allows you to like observe them in that and so i i've been i've been actively trying to like work that i'm really impressed by that and i want to work more of that in my storytelling and so with this I like that was like a a challenge i wanted to stick on of was like okay, the focus here is Rhoda. Like, we're watching Rhoda in this. We're not in Rhoda's head, but we know about, like, like we're, we're along with her, mm-hmm. you know? And she's just excited. and But then, like, as he's looking through, like, it's a sweaty night. And then her Grease gets in her eyes, and she's like, oh, crap. And so she's just like, he's looking through, and she's just like, can't see. And kind of, like, clears an eye and then sees him offering the scope. And he's like, oh, crap and then drops it oh so but
0: sparks she, is sparks a, a curse
1: yes gotcha. and so sparks is a curse, is a curse word for uh as a derogatory term for wizards in yeah this. i was
0: trying to figure out like i i thought like somehow like one of them like cast something like a spark to like hit the spyglass out of her eye so for a little while i was trying to
1: figure out what that was but yeah, I did. That, that was something I didn't know because I wanted it to be like he's calling with like 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 a wizard a spark like oh, okay. this little spark over here. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if that should be capitalized or not. Hmm.
0: I think then I would definitely assume it's like an official word for them. But if it's just supposed to be a swear that he's using to 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 talk about them right now, then it would be lowercase. But if you're trying to say that that word would just be a derogatory term for wizards, then I would say maybe capitalized would get okay. it across
1: yeah basically like something that he like like the underbelly belly of society that hates wizards like yeah yeah i think if it Sparks. was capital
0: s i would i would okay i would get that quicker yeah okay because because even with the lowercase even if i know he's just generally swearing and not not talking about a specific spell that they just cast called spark um <laughs> yeah. even if i know it's just a swear i still assume that that it in the next sentence isn't going back to Spark. It's
1: just talking about wizards
0: in general. Like, uh, and he's okay. just saying, like, fucking shit. I yeah. hate wizards. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. Instead, it's like... Uh, yeah, he's like,
0: that that specific name, it's bad enough they exist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's the bad word for for wizards. Yeah, that's Sparks. cool. Sparks. I think that's a really cut good. Kind of cutting them down a notch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sick. <laughs> it's like a
0: it's like a dismissive way to talk about something that they do
1: yeah yeah they are doing magic and it is yeah. shooting lightning from their their fingers and he's like oh spark cool yeah oh look at these sparks it's a good one <laughs> hell yeah feel free anybody who's writing about wizards if you want to use sparks it's it's fair game nice he's <laughs> put it on the pro on public domain yeah did you know that
0: <laughs> if you make something public domain it can be monetized by someone after that fact there's like a woman who had this image that was like a an image of like some it was just a famous like a photograph of, of some like landmark or something like really beautiful and she put it in public domain specifically so that anyone would be able to use it and then she got copyright claimed for using it at some point and she was like um this is public domain and so she sued getty images for like a billion dollars for copywriting her image that she made public domain and they won the lawsuit oh, wow. because once something's public domain she's the one who relinquished her rights to it when she made it and public then domain. someone
1: can just snatch snack it up someone
0: and... yeah, someone can commercialize something huh. with public domain man i'll start going through public domain <laughs> stuff and be like i'll take that and that and that <laughs> yeah and i think it's, there's, there's something to it like obviously it's not just it's not just being able to have something it's it would be like transforming it and then owning like some version of it that is mm. your version of it you know like gotcha but it's like yeah <laughs> it's definitely pretty like iffy and weird
1: yeah that's super weird well that was uh so that was uh 10 things i hate about uh wizard pride and that was from the pool wizard of oz 10 things i hate about you and uh, what was, oh, Pride and Prejudice. That's right. All right. Fun challenge. Yeah,
0: dude. And I guess now it's time to introduce the challenge for next week as we're kind That's of wrapping what things up. time it is. Um, so the challenge for next week, it's kind and of I don't funny. know about this. This is all I've been. Yeah. So he's surprised well, me with this yeah. right now. Yeah. And it's hard because there's two that I've been going between. Um, okay. But there's, and both kind of, had little tines to this episode somehow. Um, but in the end, I think the one I'm more interested in doing is introducing the loop challenge. So this Ooh. is pretty similar to, in some ways to the, um, the specific type of resolution, like the circular resolution or whatever, the tight resolution that uh-huh. ends where it begins. But the idea of this challenge is just to write Anything that ends where it begins and begins where it ends and you can take that to mean anything you want It could just be a, a song that loops that like wouldn't necessarily end or it could be a story where a character is walking down a hallway And when they get to the one end, they're back at the beginning So or you're not like, talking about a tied ending? No, like like we're talking about we're talking about time loops We're talking about time we're talking about time loops. We're talking about something that is literally ending where it begins Or same time place everything. Yeah, the loop. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to end where it begins, but it has to loop. Like it could start in the middle and then end at at the one point five times through the loop or something. But like, okay, but you got to see it.
1: You got to see it loop. It doesn't have to end where it is, but you've got to see it loop around. Yeah. Okay. And, And that may mean ending where it begins.
0: I think okay. that's, that's a, I think that's a great way to do it. Because beyond that point, you'd just be seeing the same thing again. <laughs> so like That's true. Right, most of the time they'll end where they begin. But yeah.
1: All right. If, if you, I if, love if, it. If you that's want a story good. that? I, I like yeah.
0: It. It's it's it can mean anything. It could be a biggest small if you want if you want a story that only some of it is looping and like there's a part of it that loops, and then like they get out of the loop or something, or there's a part before they go in the loop. That's totally it's just like looping should be a, a part of it. There should be you should be able to see a whole loop of some kind happen. Okay. We need and to you,
1: witness a full loop.
0: Right. As, because if you only show us 90% of it, then we don't see how it connects. And for all intents and purposes, it wasn't a loop. True. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. badass. Yeah. And then the, the idea behind this challenge and a lot of the challenges so far is that after we've introduced them as a challenge, they're game to be added as modifiers to future challenges. Yeah. So loop it. Is one of the things me and Micah have been talking about since the beginning of the podcast as a challenge modifier that we want to be able to tack on, which is just this challenge, the element of this challenge that is unique, tacked onto anything else.
1: Yeah. So, so for example, like the first challenge ever was uh the the dog buried that that but this but that or whatever it was. Uh the dog buried and, the
0: secret in the backyard. Yeah. And then if we were like
1: and wah 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 modifier, loop it.
0: Yeah. You have to, have to do, do that challenge prompt plus loop it exactly. So this time it's just anything, anything you want to write yeah. that loops. Just a it's a loop. good opportunity for anyone who's been who's been wanting to write something in general. You know, this is pretty pretty wide open prompt. You could mm-hmm. you could be fulfilling a, a some kind of creative obligation that you already had if you are doing that kind of thing. You know, let's let's all get in this together. Try to figure out a some ways to to yeah, pick to apart these it, stories and get and get them. Um, eating themselves like the ouroboros okay. oh which ouroboros. i love that symbol. ouroboros all right so what's our word count so the word count um i mean i'd be happy to 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 say like taking the shelf off in some senses like just
1: say like what, what uh what do you know 800 word maximum okay all right and and let's let's reiterate you don't have to do eight hundred words. No. Like, like we say fifty to eight hundred words yeah, because like fifty to eight hundred. I want to see at least fifty words. Um, but uh, I was talking to somebody who was like, we were talking about the podcast, and they're like, yeah, I really want to get in uh, and do some of those challenges, but I just don't have time to write four hundred words. And I was like, <laughs> well, uh, all you got to do is fifty. Um, so you, there's not like, and if you write a fifty and, word thing, that doesn't mean we're not going to read it. You don't get more points for it being longer. It's all about what you do with those 50 words or but also if words. you've
0: been writing with us so far then you probably know that the higher the word count the easier it is to write yeah yeah it's, it's trying to keep things short that is always difficult and it's like you can talk to people and, and they'll say that kind of thing like like oh but i don't have time to write 500 words and it's like dude like you'd be surprised um, maybe yeah. you do have time to write 500 words and what you don't have time to do is write 50 words. Yeah. like. Maybe sometimes... you have enough
1: time to write a thousand, but you don't have enough time to shrink that down to 400. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like,
0: so make no mistake when Mike and I are in here, like upping the word count on each other, we're not like measuring who's going to be like cooler by like putting in more effort and like writing a longer no. thing. It's like, we're both being progressively more lazy saying that we want to do less cutting of our stories and just be able to just like draft and write what we want the first time because it's like my first draft of my story will oftentimes be that like 600 700 words and it just like pops right out it's like was it good and then
1: it's like oh now it's three hours of trying to make this 250 words yeah for me it's basically like reaching into another random bag of modifiers and i'm like ah we did 400 how about 200 and then it's like (laughs) I'm sitting there like God. Why'd I have to say 200 words? But either way, uh, it is a good practice, and so we're going to keep with like, like, like th- We'll just have a, a loose cap on this one. But yeah, how? you do you do learn a lot about oh, your own writing. It's it's great to tripping. it's great to
0: have in the mix. I don't think it has to be every challenge. Yeah, that's true. It's it's, it's, it's important. It's important, I think, to to practice a lot. But it's, yeah, it's not everything. But I did want to ask how it went for you this time. How was your word count experience?
1: So with Rhoda and Quinn. Well, that was also um like after the week long cook of this idea in my in my head and I got down and started writing, Rhoda and Quinn bouncing back and forth and Rhoda kind of just turning into an absolute mess, um happened really fast. And I quickly found myself like just wanting to write them and then I kinda like bounced off and I was like, Well, let's see where I'm at and it was like uh I was at like five twenty three um and that was at the point of let's see she had just dropped the uh the thing and i was like crap i haven't even talked about why this is wizard like what is wizard i haven't even introduced wizard pride month i haven't done this i haven't done this and then i was like okay i'm just gonna stick with these people i'm just going to like uh have this be like you're just gonna get to know these people a little bit and uh and that's where i kind of like worked in decided to make him just like vaguely talk about these numbers like this list exists this is if you watch the whole movie you get to know the whole list but um at this scene we're hopping in like in the middle of this thing Um, but yeah so then trimming it down trimming it down was i I lost a lot of flair because i was having so much fun with them and Mm -hmm. i was just there was definitely some yeah there was definitely some uh some literary masturbation going on there where i was just (laughs) like oh this feels too good Uh, but uh, i had to chop a lot of that out but i'm still still stoked with what it ended up being yeah
0: yeah that's really cool my word count experience like well this time i mean my whole thing with like just the 300 thing like i was trying so long like you said you you were able to cook this idea for two weeks it's like i was just cooking the problem of 300 for two weeks yeah, the like I was on. I was just like doing logic problem solving like moving words around trying to figure out a way to make something that made sense uh-huh. and could could be like um uh intense that or could, yeah. could could inspire some kind of like uh
1: pressure conflict something uh-huh. relating to a story <laughs> well dude I wanted to also give you props like like I've said it before you did a modern story and it was it was interesting and it had me in and it had characters and stuff like that. And it, it I was dude, awesome. I
0: went through so many ideas of what this story could have been. So, so I settled pretty, not like totally settled, but I thought of Ryan got 300 pretty early. And I was like, that one, it kind of makes sense. You could do a lot of different things with it. One of my drafts was like, this kid walks into a bowling alley and like he's looking up at the scores and there's this one at the top Ryan 300 cause it's a perfect score. And then there's like an old man. And then he's like, you want to know
1: how Ryan got that score? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, oh, I love that. Um, I also loved your first idea right out the gate. You're like, I'm thinking like, Saving Groove 300 and this weird, like, futuristic dance. Yeah, so so that was, yes,
0: that was going to be like a futuristic dance one. So I actually ended up changing that idea. I came up with another idea for that. Saving Groove 300 would be the same thing where it was like supposed to be someone saves the world through dance, through some like dance video game. But I was thinking since it's 300 instead of, because I was kind of going with like a Dance Dance 3000 theme of like future it, but I was going to actually send us back and do like <laughs> someone saving the day with dance in the year 300 <laughs> like at some like
1: nobleman's like party oh like... man Ooh, dude you could go into a rain dance and then it starts raining and like and, like like i could see i could see it like as the king laughed he looked down and saw a droplet formed by his sandal <laughs> you know and it was like oh my god he did it he danced the rain back
0: but as i was oh, going great. through all these different ideas um they, I ended up thinking of the one that was like someone getting money back for a purchase. And then I was like, well, I have some experience with, with this one. <laughs> like this, it, it was like immediately, like I, I had something to say, but I knew it was a shorter story. Like I knew there wasn't much to it. Like, and at the end of the day, I was just writing a normal store interaction at best, like at worst. I'm explaining like the complicated rule system of the exchange policy of this one clothing store. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. just, like, and I'm like at one point I was writing and I was just, like, what am I writing? <laughs> yeah, oh God, I do that. <laughs> all I was the just time. like, is this really like, just about, God, a re- this is boring still about a receipt. <laughs> is this
1: story as boring as it is to write? Like, <laughs> And, um,
0: and so like I was, I, you know, was just looking for ways to like, flavor it like like make just flavor the Doug as like being like a really particular kind of guy and like just like take as many of his mannerisms to the extreme as I could and I was really filling out as as much space I could doing those things because I knew it was a shorter story and I had the rare experience like I finished it up I clicked word count 398 (sighs) oh and I just closed it I did not edit this story
1: amazing
0: (laughs) I wrote it today well done (laughs) well done (laughs) sir oh man that's awesome well bravo yeah the word count sometimes
1: it just works
0: out I guess
1: yeah well this is gonna be fun blowing the lid off pushing it out to we'll just won't put one on it Um, we'll put one on it I don't want to invite too much 2,000 word stuff oh god
0: we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you a message from Ben from the future Hey guys, what's up? This is Ben from the Editing Studio. I just got off the phone with Micah and we wanted to take off the minimum word count for this. Um, we don't want you to think of it as something that has to be a story, so so it's not something that has to be any number of words in particular. You know, this could be a song, it could be a particularly beautiful sentence or thought that loops somehow. So, any way that you want to come up with um, with something that loops, we're open to accepting. And in that same vein, we're open to accepting things that aren't just word-based. So if you wanted to make a video or a song and submit that as well, you could submit any type of file or just attach it or do a Google Drive link to our uh right, com. you could send whatever you want we would just ask that you also send a written component along with it um even if that's just a post-talk uh, summary that you wanted to write a description of what it is but if you had some kind of script that you wrote um for a video or something or if it's a song and you had the lyrics written out that would be great um and so yeah, anything that that loops in any of those veins, you can feel free to send them all. We're so excited, excited to see what you guys come up with. The maximum word count for any of this would still be uh, eight hundred words. So, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, I'm gonna pass it back to these two. We're just gonna Let's have, do eight hundred. Yeah, just in just in normal work, we are gonna
1: do longer word counts with
0: specific things that are like yes. designed for that, like in the future, and we've talked about that.
1: But. Yes, next week's challenge we're really excited about. We're just working out the kinks on it. But you want to do that um, one next time? We can do that. That's what I was thinking. Start it off. Yeah. But no one knows what we're talking about right now. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, uh that wraps it up for me. You got anything else? That's it, I think, for me as well. All right. Well, thank you so much, right, guys, uh, for listening. It's good to have y'all back uh after the holiday break. And twenty twenty two is gonna be Way fun with y'all! I can't wait to have a whole year with you. So, can't wait to see where we're at. Where the where the next this 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 next episode, or the next like the twenty twenty three episode like this is. We're like, damn, a whole year of right guys. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. Yeah,
0: we'll have a whole book of challenges by then.
1: Yeah and uh and a signed petition and we'll have changed the english language and (laughs) r will be a vowel and all of our dead (laughs) words will return to the dictionary it'll be it'll be a parade
0: oh a a wizard pride parade all right (laughs) too many references (laughs) just gonna cut it there thanks guys for watching
1: all right later right guys out